It's not the cat because it's dead. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, it's not the cat because it's dead. There's your intro. <laughs> Mystery Dungeons and Dark Rise, a Pokemon role-playing adventure and the tale of two young trainers that journey together through the Yume region. I'm Coatsy and I'm your Pokemon Dungeon Master. I'm Jack, I play Felix, a shy but stubborn boy who... I haven't really thought anything for this actually. Because we are, as you know, recording and gaming one live going. We are actually. Bit of a rhyme, bit of a rhyme. What can I say? Glad he didn't have to fight Julie. Well I'm Chris, I play Chuck, son of a nurse joy who moved from Pewter City to the Yume region. He's feeling his blood pressure start to rise, seeing all of the people starting to come after them on the monitors. On Jack, I play Felix, a shy but stubborn boy whose bumhole is now as tight as the mandon he's pulled on his head after the events of last episode. Nice. Nice and crash to start off right. with. Yep, talking about bumholes and... So, a quick recap. You showed up at the Western Monorail Station, managed to... Well, Chuck snuck in. Felix got caught Felix sneaking snuck in. But he managed to trick the police officer with a Gengar. He did. Um, and then put him to sleep. Got to sleep. Got to sleep. And then there was a bit of trouble trying to get a ticket. Again, Chuck managed to sneak past the ticket barriers. Felix getting caught again. Oh no, then you put that guy to sleep. I put that guy to sleep. Put that guy to sleep. He went down like a tree. And then everything went really quiet, and Cherry was like, Oh my god, guys, look on the screens! And there was a news broadcast asking for any information on the both of you in regards to the murder of Professor Acer and the, dis the disappearance of Professor Oak. I didn't do that either. Cherry was like, I can't believe they're trying to pin this on you. And then Julie, the train person who's like there is no war in Sequoia City yeah it started to come towards you and have a go at you and she was going to have a fight with you and some police officers but instead Apom tied her up with a chain <laughs> shibari rope style <laughs> yeah and then have his way pinned her down and then you all him. you all ran into the underground well we did. we did some shopping shopping and we came up with a final plan in the bunker and then because you failed to take out any of the security cameras, oh, and, and, you, and you didn't kill Julie, killed you. Um, <laughs> should have done. What? There were a load of police people and possibly some Team Nightmare grunts saw that you went to the underground, so they've massed an attack, Fuck which only has messed up your plans a little bit because you were going to split off with everybody going to different places but now you've got a lot of people fighting in the underground and a smaller troop of people with you about to go and try and take on cable cars. Now we forgot to mention Sam at all in that last episode apart from the fact that yeah, he was there. By, he, he was by the bar but he is on the list of people who you need with you so Sam right. is also with you. Yeah, if we just left him there. If we just got everyone else left. He just had the guys, guys. He just oh. kind of goes down the toilet and everyone's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go in there if I were you. It stinks a right shitter. So, what so I, you are in the tunnels out of the octave flash caller. The, the big neon flashing sign. The super secret exit tunnel. The super secret yeah. passageway tunnel. While you got out of there, tip top and fine and you're in the tunnels, you've had a little chance before anything else happens to 
use the TMs you bought yeah. and give any held items out. So yeah. what have we done? So we do, do we need to tell you all of our, well, are we going through all of our teams, all of their held items, so there's no last chance meta game? I think yes, let's do it. Okay. okay. Move sets as well? Yeah, we might as well see to say what the move move. Okay, cool, fine. Felix had bought three charge TMs, an ability capsule, the nunchucks, and the Vitaberry. Yeah. So I've used one of the charge TMs on Pratchett. Yeah. I've got rid of Mega Drain. Oh, so the charge TMs for anyone who can't remember gives the ability to learn a move that your Pokemon's supposed to learn at a different, at a higher level you can learn it early. Yes. So instead of Mega Drain, I've now got Giga Drain. Nice. Strong. Strong. Uh, Houdini also got one of the charge TMs. So I've got rid of Chip Away. Yeah. And I've taught it Heavy Slam. Nice. Okay, Stead. So does he know Body Slam and Heavy Slam? He knows Body Slam and Heavy Slam. Heavy Slam the one that works on the size difference. Yes, so... Okay. So you could have done with that against that Rattata. Yes, <laughs> yes, that would have been perfect. Of items, yes, yeah, so I have given Houdini the Lucky Egg. Pratchett has leftovers as well for an extra bit of recovery. Uh, Reptar, nothing for Reptar at this moment in time. That might change at a later date in terms of a held item. Innkeeper Gengar is having the Vita Berry, and I've also used the final charge TM on him, and I've got rid of Shadow Ball. Right, your face is a bit used there, and instead I've taught it Nightmare. Okay, Maximus, nothing changing in terms of his moveset. I've just given him the wide lens so he gets plus one to all attack rolls. That can synergize hopefully with the Range Master, and Momo is the proud recipient of the ability capsule because his hidden ability is poison heal oh. her ability is poison heal and they have a toxic orb so i've given the toxic orb to momo that and they have poison heal so he's effectively got a he's, per he's perma poisoned but it means he can't have any other status effects on him and he gets healed in every that is clever. very <laughs> clever very good it's almost like we've been doing this for 70 episodes and I've finally figured stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really annoying. Fuck <laughs> you, statuses. It took me 68 episodes to learn about status effects and to actually use them, and now you've ruined it. I've been waiting to get Poison Heal on Momo for ages, but it's like level 16, I think, that you get the next chance of the, the ASO, ASO feet yeah. for it, but obviously having the ability capsule just do it and I get to keep Sunveil as well so that's why it's really good with um, Chucks for you being able to give feats instead of evolution points yeah to be able to stack loads of feats on so Chuck wise so Chuck bought um, Chuck bought three charge TMs also an additional Stone Edge and Earthquake and the Azumarill is and the Grabby Grabby so he's given the Grabby Grabby to Apom who has kind of fashioned it to, I don't know, secure it to its back, so it's almost like a little go-go gadget, backpack, extendy, slappy arm. <laughs> so that should be fun. Then with the charged CMs, we've used one on Boomer, which she can unlock Inferno, which I'm very excited about. Nice. We've used two on Rowdy because he all his best moves come till last, so Rowdy now knows close combat and extreme speed instead of force palm and... Heal pulse. Oh my god, Force Palm's gone. Gone, yeah. Quite a step up though in terms of quite a big damage output, yeah. So that was the three charge TMs. The other TMs went to, so Pennybags learned Earthquake instead of all those, finally. Mako learned Stone Edge instead of Standstorm. What I've also done, uh, held items wise, is I gave the Azumarill ears to Rowdy. I gave, uh, so Pennybags has the Soft Sand that I have. 
Chura has the lucky egg, actually. I'll probably swap that back for the big root at some point. Boomer still has the charcoal and Mako has a hardstone. Okay, there we go. Cool. That's where we are heading into this. Uh, what, I'm, what we're told, dear listeners, is going to be a long sesh for us, so I'm, I'm imagining so. I'm nervous. I'm actually very nervous. This is, it. this is like we're in now. We've done all the prep. We've got the Vaseline on ready. And there will be consequences for your actions in the last episode. So, you've been walking through the underground tunnels or running while dishing out your stuff to your Pokemon for a while. The monotonous sound of water dripping only drowned out by the mass of hushed footsteps as your group moves through the darkness. You've not seen anyone hiding in the tunnels for at least half an hour as you make your way towards the cable car. Eventually, you come across the station closest to the cable car, called Cable Car Station. And judging from the state of it, no one has been here for a very long time. It's a small platform with only one exit and a sign above saying cable car this way. The stairs from the underground lead you up to a small station entrance that's basically a small rectangular room with a big open front looking out towards the cable car building. A row of broken turnstiles stand in the middle of the room but they are broken with no lights on whatsoever. So imagine any UK listeners, you'll probably know this, the tube station for Covent Garden. Right, yeah, with all the stairs. Where you've gone up all the stairs and then when you get to the point where you're at ground level, it's just like a room with a massive wide open wall, basically. Yeah. yeah. All right, so as soon as we get up the stairs then, can we hear, can we hear anyone? Can we see any signs of activity? Uh, why not? Why not? I don't know, you tell me. So, the team, I mean, you've been stressing about this like all week. Like, is your things written? Yeah, why not? Uh, roll perception, both of you. Let's see what you Oh, dear. 16 for, for Felix. Okay, well, Chuck sees nothing. nothing. He, he, he's blinded by the sunlight that's so really so. bright after he spent so much time in underground. Felix, you can see that the area around the cable car building is like a large semicircle. Okay with mixed height buildings around the outer edge. The cable car is on the far end from the station, on the, let's call it the flat side, yep. opposite all the buildings. There is a road coming from the right between two tall buildings, and this seems to be the main road leading back to the city. And this is the route you walked last time you approached the cable car. Okay. So the, let's say the road part of this semicircle is like a big car park. And there are loads of buildings around the outside in like a semicircle. And then there's one road out leading to the kind of car park. Okay. Yeah. There is a medium flight of steps leading up to the cable car building. But there are three long concrete blocks placed in front of the base of the steps that weren't there last time you were there. How tall are they? Like, will we, will we have to scale like, them? Mid, like, mid-height. Okay. They're, they're, like, waist-height. You know, like, okay. on the side of road. Yeah, yeah. Concrete bollards. Yeah, that's one. Behind the barriers stands a group of people wearing dark uniforms. With a 16, there's about 20 of them. Ah. Patrolling the area outside the cable car are a few more people, so, like, another 10. And you can see these guys walking through the kind of car park. 
and they're all wearing SCPD vests. Right, okay. At the top of the stairs, outside the entrance to the cable car, stands three figures in long, dark coats. Two of them look very similar, with shoulder-length purple hair, and the light reflects off something on the third member's face. So that is the situation. How many can I fling with one swing of a mammoth tusk? <laughs> Stampede! I think what we will have been doing is, as we're going along the underground passage, as we're teaching all the TMs and everything, we'll have also been discussing this plan with them, because we didn't want to just... Obviously, now that everybody's been distracted and the original plan's kind of shot, we've had to come up with some of a bit of a different tactic when we get there. So, what we've come up with, uh, and talking this over with Dwayne, he's more than happy to do this. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, the Islanders, tip of the spear with Dwayne. While you're discussing this with Dwayne and, I'm guessing, Takeshi, yeah. Flash pops his head out and he goes, um, Chuck Felix, uh, I, I know you're busy. I didn't want to interrupt too much, but um, did anybody invite Poth? Or have we just... <laughs> Felix slaps his head and goes, oh, it made a great distraction. Wheeling it. My Poffins! He's just slightly denied you, man. This is just really like a really random thing. He's just wheeling this Poffin cart across this area, just completely butt Oh, we could have Trojan horsed him. Oh, we see the hidden in the Poffin <laughs> car. <Yeah. laughs> oh, no. It's so cool. Oh, it great. Oh. Pops should just like sidle up behind her so the flash should just be like, Poffin. 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 Right, so after that interruption from Flash, Chuck, Felix, uh, continue their conversation with Takeshi and Dwayne. It's all gone to pot. We need to, we need to focus up. We need a new plan. How are we going to play this when we get to the cable car station? Felix is sort of trying to shake his head. He's looking around and then realizing how many Islanders they have with them. He looks at Dwayne with a bit of, a, with quite a serious look, and goes, "Dwayne, I think you and your men are our best shot here." When we were in the Misty Islands, you... There were some people in the square, dancing, shouting, making a lot of noise. What? What is that? Dwayne just smiles and gives Mackie a nod. Yeah, and Mackie's like, I've got this. <laughs> just say that, we did the accent. We know what you mean. Cool. Felix smirks and goes, perfect. I think that will be the best distraction tactic to start this off. Dwayne, you and your team, lead us out from the steps when we get there. Takeshi, Minato, follow suit. Follow him behind Dwayne. Copy him if you like, if the mood takes you. But you're strong. We need you in the front. He turns then, Felix turns to the rest of the team. So there's Sam. Yep. Cherry, Winston. Yep. Flash. Yep. Derek. Derek. Derek, Derek and his crew. Gone. Derek. Derek's crew. Derek and his crew. Felix then turns to Derek and his crew and goes, you guys, I know you love causing mayhem. Following behind Takeshi. At this moment, Chuck returns Apom to his ball and releases Chiro. He comes out. He's about to play his trombone, and Chuck just like says, "No, I'm not, no, 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 no." And he, he points to to Mac, <laughs> points to Mackie and Dwayne, and says, "Follow their lead. I think you know the moves though already." <laughs> Felix chuckles and goes, "Perfect." Turns to Cherry, Flash, Sam in particular, and says, "You guys stick with us, Sam." 
stay close. Really, really need your expertise to get up the cable cars once we get there. Stay with us. Um, just for my knowledge, Sam, have you got any Pokemon? No. <laughs> no, I just like lifts. Okay, can I put him on penny bags? Yeah. Well, no, because I'm not sure about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Felix looks at Winston and Cherry and goes, Cherry, Winston, look after him, would you? Okay, so explain what it looks like when you all... So in, in my head... Fly out. In my head, it's a flying V. Yeah. So like... Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks style. Yeah. Yeah. The the Triumph's Millions Wayne at the front. What a film. What a film. One, two, and three. Watch them if you haven't, honestly. Yeah. Guys, ending. Sorry. Flying V, Dwayne and his team as the sort of out, outer edge of the triangle. Yep. The other trainers, so um, Takeshi, Minato, Derek, and his crew. So those five kind of following in directly behind. Yep. Then Flash, Cherry, Winston, Sam, Chuck and Felix. Hanukkah. Have we got Looker with us? Oh yeah, and Looker. And Looker. And Looker. And Looker with us in a bit of like a diamond kind of formation at the back. Why did you have to make so many friends? Felix's idea is, as he's sort of telling this to them, so push out. Well, let's say it's happening. What does it look like? So as, it, as we sort of push through the, the mass of people, I want the kind of, we can kind of invert the triangle as we get over to the other side. So they are a bit like a snowplow, essentially. Yeah. Getting people out of the way. And then as they come, as we get to a point where we can get to the cable car, they open it up opens up to like a lake for us to go through and then they close up behind us. So they're then a fort and like a flying V but pointing back the way we came. Do Dwayne's Islanders have Pokemon out as well? Yes. Yeah. So it's a Pokemon game. Ten different ones. <laughs> Name them all. They're Cyber, Cyber, Executor. Nice. Other one. <laughs> Pinter, Heracross. Then Crossbow, what's Dwayne? Yeah. Has Dwayne got his Arcanine out? That sort of Beedrill. stuff. Beedrill. Dwayne's got his Arcanine out. Mackie has a... Marowak? He has a Marowak. Nice. He can do now. <laughs> He's got a Marowak. Called Mackiewak. Called Mackiewak. <laughs> there is a Dunsparce somewhere. Strong. Um, oh a Shuckle. Yeah, Marowak. Yeah. Uh, you love Shuckle. Uh, and some other Pokemon that are native to the Misty Islands. Cool. Nice. Okay. So all of the Islanders, they're basically just like, they're beating their chests, stamping their feet, screaming, pulling faces. Okay. Churro's just all the while copying their every move behind them, and he's causing an uproar as well. Okay, so your forces move into the semicircle. Ah, come on, come on, Dwayne's Arcanine lets off a flamethrower into the air and then as you are maybe a third of the way across the opening more SCPD officers and Team Nightmare members Uh-oh. appear from the buildings surrounding the area Uh-oh. I need you both to roll a D4 3 1 and then one of you needs to roll Another one. You go, 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 go. Two. Okay. In the middle. It's not too bad. I came up with a load of scenarios that are going to happen in this situation. And judging by how you dealt with things that happened in the last episode, 
determined how many of these scenarios you have to take on. Okay. And the answer is three. So, the first thing that happens, a group of teen nightmare grunts appear on the low roof of the underground station behind you with their Pokemon. An Arcanine, Magmar, and two Graveler start shooting blasts of fire and throwing rocks at the troop at your troops at the back of the line. Basically your little group of pieces. Okay. Okay. So the guys on this building are shooting obviously like flamethrowers at you and like blasts of fire and the gravelers are just taking chunks out of like bricks out of this building and then just launching your direction. Like some of them miss, hit the ground and then just tumble into like the island warriors and you hear a few of them like scream as they get hit and like one of them gets like booted across the area his pokemon lets out a little roar or a buzz because it's a bee drill so i want so which pokemon have you so chuck you've not got any pokemon with you because ludicolo is at the peak of the the front front where is he just behind them yeah so he's still in front of derek and his crew yeah right so you're all gonna have to make dex checks you and and whichever Pokemon are with you. So it's a 19 for Felix, uh, and a 19 for Gengar. So you are both, as humans, gonna take 25 damage. Or a mixture of two fire blasts, two flamethrowers, and two rock throws. Gengar is going to take 18 fire damage. Sam, who puts his hands over his head, doesn't help. When the flamethrower's over and he takes his hands away, he's got no hair left. Oh my god. <laughs> and he's like, I'm hurt. I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive. Am I alright? You've never looked better, Sam. Thanks, lads. <laughs> Fuck. Chuck shouts to Juro to drop back to us. Chuck's like, Juro, Juro, come here. So, yeah, you're not in combat. You've just got to deal with the situation. Yeah. They will keep throwing attacks at you, but it won't be as a group. The Chuck shouts to Dwayne and says, Dwayne, we're under attack from behind. We need to change this formation a bit. So we want to change this formation to like a circle around everyone. So the Islanders all around the outside with the MVPs in the middle. Yeah, that will take time. In the meantime, yeah. Felix returns Inky and as he does so goes, I'm going to need you soon, buddy. Hold tight. Momo, Reptar, get out here. Let's cause some havoc. So Felix cracks both of those balls and with a mighty roar as Reptar hits the ground, some of the debris that the Graveler were chucking down starts to lift up into the air and all the dust and dirt that you get in a city starts to whip around the entire battlefield as his sandstorm ability whips up. Momo loves it, just flying around all through the sandstorm, just zipping about. Felix shouts to Reptar, stand firm buddy, I need you to guard these people as much as possible. So I'm gonna get him to kind of cover the behind, cover, get Sam, Cherry, and that to sort of stand behind Peter, yep. and I'm going to get Momo to kind of play a bit of like a goalkeeper almost and kind of fly around and any rock throws and things like that, I want him, I want her to try and catch them and block them or use attacks to smash them up. Okay. Nice. Seeing Reptile come out, Chuck thinks, okay, time for the Boulder Brothers to make some noise. McCall's Chiro sends out Mako, who just starts flying around into the sandstorms and Chuck shouts, hide yourself in the sandstorm. Center a stone edge on those people on top of the building. There's should be all four. All there's, four. There, yeah, there's eight people up there. Totally. <laughs> four, four people, four Pokemon. Yeah, or eight people. Eight, eight, eight 
four people, four Pokemon. Yeah, so I'm hoping to really just disrupt. So they've got going to all make evasion checks. Yes. What are they beating? 19. All the Pokemon fail. Wonderful. All the humans fail. Purple, sick. Everyone who failed will take 29 rock damage. So the humans are knocked to their feet. Nice. The Arcanine doesn't take that much. He gets more. It's all. Yeah, but it's more like the debris that hits him rather than anything else. Rather than anything direct. The, both the Gravelers are kind of laughing. They're not bothered at all. Like, yeah, I just felt their ass get a bit windy. <laughs> but the Magmar takes like a big hit. Okay, so as the Magmar gets knocked down onto one knee, he's not going to be able to attack. Mako now is just circling around in this sandstorm. You can sometimes just occasionally see his fin just looking very uh, menacing. The two Graveler are going to send two rock throws into the sandstorm. I'll give them disadvantage because of Momo trying to block. Yeah. And they're basically just trying to hit kind of anybody. Yeah, okay. So if they don't get a, let's say, okay, let's say if they don't get 13, then nothing happened. Momo manages to stop it. Okay. So the first one, rock throw, fails. Sweet. Momo's able to dash across and with his tail smash up the boulder that's coming down. Second rock throw passes. Damn it. That one flies past. I'm going to roll a d6. One, it hits Chuck. Two, it hits Felix. Three, it hits Momo. Four, it hits Peter. Five, it hits Sam. Six, it hits anybody else. Shit. I won't deal damage, but you, a rock just flies through and you just hear a scream from someone behind you. Really? Yeah, okay. Whacked. Yeah, this rock. Okay. Okay. Seeing Mako go in with a stone edge and knock the people to the feet and seeing how that helps to disrupt their attack pattern, Phoenix shouts out for Momo to... Phoenix shouts out, Momo, keep that disruption up. Flying at their feet, hitting with a bulldoze. So I want to try and bulldoze the top of the building what they're standing on to sort of knock them off. I was wondering if I'd earthquake it to not bring the building down. Well, if you're going to bulldoze the top of the building, yeah. I'm going to... Let's roll damage and I'll roll like a construction check on the roof. Nice. Right, again. Yeah. Building constitution. Building constitution? Yeah, it's a 15-foot radius from where you hit, so 20 ground damage. Okay, so the building shakes and you see a, like a lot of the like the cladding that makes up the roof of the building start to like chip away but the building rooftop itself holds firm that's fine what about the people on top and the pokemon magma natty ones come beautiful so he's going to take a lot of damage arcanine nap 20s so so he's going to take half he avoids everything both the gravelers fail okay miserable. all right cool so Arcanine sees Momo coming, is able to leap over him and over the ripples of the shockwave of the bulldozer and doesn't take any damage. Two Ravelet and the Magmar, they're all three going to take 20 ground damage, which will be doubled to 40 for all of them for weaknesses. Magmar is struggling to get up. After Momo hits the top of the building, Felix shouts, Yes, great stuff. Get back in position. Get ready to make some saves. Arcanine's going to let off another flamethrower. So, evasion checks. Four. Let's just go you and your Pokemon for now. I'll do one for the a general everybody else. They pass. Chuck. Chuck is an 18. And Garchomp, 17. Momo is a 21. Reptile is a 16. Felix is a 14. So you'll pass. 
Four packs. Nice. Everybody takes six. Everybody takes a six. Okay. Which and then halved for those who know the reasons. Yeah. I want to try and bring the building down from underneath them with an earthquake. So Chuck shouts, seeing the building take the bulldoze and look a little bit like it's starting to crumble. Chuck shouts, Mako, just bring it down underneath them. Earthquake. Can the Boulder Bros do this in unison and I get Reptile to help out as well? Yeah, fine. Yeah? Boulder Bros activate. Boulder Bros activate. Forum of an earthquake. So how, how would this work? Sick. Roll. We both just roll damage. The building failed. Building failed. The building failed. Okay, cool. So roll. So we roll down the roll. Sweet. So Mako lands at the base of the building and is greeted by Reptar at like the other side of it. And they're basically just they're gripping the building and like taking a really strong stance and the whole just area starts to shake. They're just like looking at each other grinning. I'll be super effective as well because earthquake on buildings yeah. is generally super effective. Mako's going to do 22 damage with his earthquake and then double to 44. Reptile is going to do 25 ground damage to the earth, uh, to the building, double to 50. 94 ground damage to the So I'm going to say that the, the station just crumble. That's a, yeah. Yeah. The, those at the top of it who are still standing, you just see them like, <laughs> and then just everything collapses, and the entire station is just hit, and the dust that gets kicked up just adds to the sandstorm that's been whipping around, and it gets a little bit bigger. Nice. One team nightmare grunt who's just been impaled on like one of those little like on a tilt star like Saruman of the extended edition blood's just like he's coughing blood up from his mouth Felix doesn't have time to feel any sort of remorse for potentially just killing four people and four Pokemon Chuck's like best kill eh buddy <laughs> yeah he doesn't say that <laughs> I remember my first kill <laughs> Felix will swivel around to the rest of the group and go is everyone okay is everyone okay everyone is still alive and apart from sam's hairline you're okay cool i mean you you've lost two island two islanders two island warriors one of them by the dead uh one of them is yes one of them is dead fuck the fuck okay so we're down to eight islanders okay have they managed to form a circle around us they are all now within the sandstorm within the sandstorm cool so we're like in the eye of the storm apart from four of the island parts four of the island where are they Dwayne sort of shouts over to you, guys, help me. Some of my men are out there. They need help. They're getting attacked by the artillery. Artillery firing a smog at four of his islanders okay. who are surrounded by a group of Team Nightmare grunts. Look at their Pokemon. So Chuck says to Felix, got to get those artillery out of the equation. Why don't we just send Mako and Momo in? Just find them out of there. Fuck them off. Sounds as good a plan as any. Momo, you heard the man. Get in there. Get rid of that artillery. Sorry, I want to try and suddenly like grapple them out. Posing dexterity checks. Who wants the left artillery? Who wants the right artillery? I'll take the left. You take the left, I'll take the right. Okay. Cool. Yep, I've already rolled. Four. Natural 19, 23. Right, you. Natural 15, 21. So Momo flies over and manages to get a small grip on the artillery. Right. But as it pulls it away, the octillery manages to like, wiggle free. 21! Worm away, squirmy little Fuck. bitch. But Mako manages to pick this octillery up and has it firmly in its grasp. Nice. Nice, and it's just basically just screaming straight, straight up. Well, not straight up, like 45 degrees up and out. Like Tony Stark in yeah. Avengers 1, but it's going to work <laughs> this artillery is basically shitting itself. It's never been so high in its life. Okay, what are you going to do with the artillery? I 
Do I want to keep it for a turn and go another 80 feet? <laughs> yeah, Maker's feeling a bit sadistic and is, is basically just going to go as high as he can before basically just sending it crashing back down to Earth. The artillery that got dropped by Momo is going to fire an Octazooka at it. Octazooka. But the jet of ink flies past Momo. Oh, cool. Momo seeing this jet of ink fly towards its face and able to dodge it in and amongst the sandstorm, thinks, I'm not going to take that. I'm going to show it what it's made of. I'm going to show it what I'm made of and flies towards it with its tail out with its stinger and it's going to go for a poison jab. Uh, 24 to hit. Hits. That's going to do 20 poison damage. Meanwhile, about 100 feet up in the air, you can see this like jet stream of air just and sandstorm just like going straight up in a line. And Chuck shouts, all right, Mako, if you can hear me, smash it with a dual chop before sending it straight down to the earth. So we're going to smash it with a dual chop. So one's a 14 and one's a 22. One misses one. It's going to do 21 dragon damage. Mako just grabs the artillery in its hands and starts just punching it in the face. The artillery is sort of squirming around as it tries to do so before doing a bit of a somersault, getting as high as he can in the air and just rowing him down straight back to the earth. So, so it's going to be about 160 feet. It's just going to splat everywhere. Right, so I'm going to say because you attacked it and you sent it at a velocity, it's going to do... Effectively, this this drop is going to be like crit hit. I'm just trying to get 160 feet for reference. So I'm going to Google this dice because I don't have enough. It's 36. It's 30 meters. 32 D6. 32 D6. <laughs> Copper roll. <laughs> this full damage. So the artillery. One thing that's going to go through his mind. So. <laughs> so the artillery gets battered by the jewel chop, and as it gets like the final punch sends it downwards, it breaks the sound barrier. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't even have time to think about what has just happened before it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what happens is. <laughs> oh no! It's really jealousy climactic. Yeah, like ink and auxiliary insides just oh, everywhere, covering the four islanders that are in this smog in gut, fish guts, and. Throws up. And then I will roll. So, in the space of about five minutes, we've killed five Pokemon and four people. <clears throat> it also lands on one of the police, uh, one of the team night. <laughs> it also lands on one of the team nightmare members and uh, kills it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I do hope someone that's listening is going to keep a tally of the deaths in this one. <laughs> so, about ten already. Um, the other auxiliary shits its pants. It's going to roll con. <laughs> Mako is diving to fall and then a second artillery in his but it, it fails the con roll. The three remaining people stood around your guys. One of them nap ones it, he just faints. <laughs> I imagine there's a bit of a montage going that keeps cutting between the artillery looking upwards and Mako just diving down towards it. <laughs> 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 the other two, I'll say both are police officers. They are still a bit... Coming um, guts. Yeah, but they're still a bit like something's not right with them. Right, okay. So yeah. they are firmly shouting at the um, artillery to attack the guys in the middle. 
So the four eyes, are there, is the smog still there? The smog is still there. You can hear the coughing coming from the forearm. Okay, right. But there's not any more smog coming out. No, the artillery is shitting itself watching my yeah. <laughs> So seeing this in the smog stop, Felix shouts to Momo to get into the middle of the smog and I want him to just try and not necessarily pick up, but push Islanders out. Roll strength. On Momo for disadvantage because there's four of them. Like bat wings out. Basically. Yeah, just, yeah. just, just, just kind of like push. Push. Yeah. yeah. So with disadvantage is a 22. Okay, I'll say that he manages to push them towards the edge of the smog. But they're not quite out. But they're not quite out, but they are going towards the two police officers as well. So she oh, lost okay. her bearings a little bit. Yeah, okay. Can I just do like basically just like a superhero land on top of the artillery? Yeah, you're going to do bludgeoning damage. <laughs> From this is number thirty-two D six, isn't it? No, I'll just go. I'll just roll. The other way. I'm just gonna roll it. I'm gonna say Mako is gonna take and recoil. He's gonna take half of this as recoil. It's thing D six. Kamikaze bombing it. A bit late. It's too late. He can't pull up now. <laughs> so kill all the pattern. Mako is just flying down, and the camera's still cutting between. The... Getting faster. The and then just as Mako just lands on this artillery, its head just like compressing <laughs> as it hits the floor, and then its guts almost just come out of its arsehole un <laughs> underneath it and just fly out sideways, splattering everything. Yeah, Mako's gonna take 54 damage. Oh god, <laughs> Mako gets out of the this is just crater sized hole that is just formed now and basically just like wipes a tentacle away from its face, <laughs> face dripping with blood, grinning. It's like a grin. Chuck looks at him and just like, fucking hell, <laughs> my boy becomes such a beast. Um, and um, feels a twinge in his arm and his arm starts to go blue and you just see this kind of fake blue glow appear around Mako as well. She's gonna get 28 health back. The two police officers hold their nerve and they're still standing there watching Momo try and bring these four guys out of the smog, but they've now not got any Pokemon. So they're kind of just stood there, almost don't know what to do. Felix shouts to Momo, that's it, take him to the light. You're almost there, buddy. And you can turn to Reptar and I want to get Reptar to kind of walk behind Momo and the rest of the crew and just kind of as a bit of an intimidation to the two guards. Okay, fine. So the sandstorm slowly moves over to where these guys are. I just want it to be like a slow motion, almost like Godzilla coming through the mist, just seeing this type of <laughs> just sort of really slowly and menacingly just walk towards the two police officers and just sort of roar in their face as a, an intimidation tactic. Roll intimidation with advantage. A dirty 20. Yeah, they both fail and they, yeah, they just bolt it. Sweet. Nice. Perfect. They just bolt it. Yeah, Felix will run over to the island islandmen around the smog, obviously, and just check on them, make sure they're okay. Try and reunite them with their partner Pokemon if they've got separated, just to, you know, keep the numbers and the morale up. Okay, as you finish off with this, you hear Dwayne shout. Chuck, Felix, look, there's more coming. And Takeshi turns around and he's just like, fuck. And he sends out his Gartron. Nice. And to the right of the area, from the... Behind you? No. From the right of the area, 
where the road is to the entrance yeah. of the cable car, you hear cries of enemy reinforcements running towards the area. Are we, have we actually been progressing towards the cable car this whole time, or have we been kind of? You were, but then you went. Yeah, we've gone. With, but then you went left. Yeah. yeah. How many grunts and policemen are left? Not including the ones that are coming now. How many are left in the middle? By this point in the middle, with the sandstorm, there's probably one or two. Okay, they're getting picked off. Oh, okay. nice, cool. There's still a small force of like five people behind the bollards. Yeah. Okay. Because in the background, obviously, everybody's been fighting. Yeah, yeah. But Mary Kate, Ashley, and Alec are all standing by the cable car. Yeah, that's they're, right. they're just watching everything on. They haven't spawned into the front yet. How many people are coming from the reinforcements? Can we tell yet? You can't tell. We need to block it off. I think we've used rock slide before to barricade things. Yeah. I think probably with the amount of debris and stuff around as well, that's probably going to be the best way. So I think it... And the buildings on either side. And the buildings on either side. So so we could potentially try and collapse these two buildings. Yeah. Mako and... Mako and Reptile go... I'm gonna I'm gonna say you probably have two turns before they're there to do whatever you want. So effectively you've got if you if you're gonna try and block stuff off, you've got like two chances to get as much damage as you can. How, yeah, how far from the artillery to that area? Because yeah, we make sure I can get there. It's probably about 150 to 180 feet. I think yeah, I think that's what we'll do. We'll. I think we all turn and face this. Yeah, I think we need to. Yeah, if we get everybody to just charge in this direction. Yeah, people hope them on. They've only got one. Funnel them. Sort of again, flying V it. So yeah, we can tip of the spear, disperse the people down the lanes and yeah. pick them off as they come. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. So see, hearing Dwayne do this, Felix turns back to him and shouts, "Flying V!" <laughs> right, trying to imitate his accent and sound sound intimidating so he's going to charge with the rest of his team and the, the crew that are with him as well to join the tail end of the flying V with the aim of dispersing these people following them down so you can kind of take one you know people can go 1v1 and then when we get there we can try and get some debris in the way block them off so Mako and Takeshi's guard chomp are kind of dovetailing in this sandstorm. It's a bit like a Sharknado at the moment. <laughs> so they're, yeah, they're leading the way out in front towards... Okay. So I say it takes you around to get there. Okay. Yeah. So you, And then you have one round left to try and do whatever you need to do. Okay. Well, the island the island warriors and Mackie and all that are trying to help out as well. Who's everybody? Like the police and the team nightmare members. Yeah. So can we get some of these people in their Pokemon to help with, give us a help action in trying to take these buildings down? I would say at the moment you've probably only got Dwayne, Takeshi and you two. Okay. Are the ones who are focusing on this bit. Okay, cool. So yeah. So yeah, the choice out. Same again. Let's take that building down. Let's funnel them through a really small point. Felix shouts out, Mako, Reptar, you heard the man. Take down that other building. We're just rolling damage. Yes. Oh, you roll damage and I'll roll building constitution to see what the end. You want to roll Takeshi. No, you you can roll twice. Yeah, roll twice. The Chuck Scarchomp does 52 damage to the building. The Keshi Scarchomp does 84 ground damage. Rep Reptar is able to get his earthquake off. Momo hits the corner of the building as hard as he can with the bulldoze. Combined, they're able to do 94 damage to this building. 
Both Garchomp's do 136 ground damage to the building. Left, left or right side. We would have taken the further away one, so Chuck and Takeshi would have taken the left one. Okay, because you did it that way, both the buildings are going to start to crumble. Yeah, yeah. Guessing, yeah, because the one with the higher constitution roll took more damage. Yeah. And I was going to say about 100-ish to do it. Perfect. So the, yes. so the tall buildings on either side of this road crumble and start to like slide into the middle, kind of making yeah. like a landslide, which definitely slows Team Nightmare and police officers and general public yeah. down. But despite all the debris, you still see a few people starting to climb over. Okay. And at this point, Takeshi and Dwayne turn to you, and Takeshi's like, you've done all you can. Yeah. We don't have time for this. Yeah. Yeah. Get Sam and get that thing working. Yeah. Worst case scenario, well, no, not worst case scenario, but slightly worst case scenario, we will try and meet you up there. Okay. But we need to get this down with this, yeah, as quickly as possible. Chuck nods to Dwayne and says, you got this, brother. So as you two run towards the cable car, Mackie and some of the islanders that are left one with a bee drill who's just like everybody thought my bee drill was shit but it's still alive <laughs> it's the cult it's, by <laughs> which they which they gets hit by a rock they get thrown from, so one from the officers behind the barricades left he's like no my bee drill <laughs> um, and a couple of other the islanders with their Pokemon charge towards the barriers successfully jumping over the three foot high concrete that was supposed to protect them <laughs> and basically keeps the officers distracted as this happens and you charge through with, I'm going to say just Sam. Okay. Oh, everyone else is lagging behind. Yeah. Okay. Even Winston. Even Dave. They're busy taking people out in the sandstorm. And we've got a score to settle. You see Mary-Kate and Ashley and Alec move inside the cable car building. Got locked eyes with Felix and says, come on, let's settle this score for once and for all. Felix nods and says... Something cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you... Right, the three of you, that's you two and Sam, and yep. your Pokemon, so the five of you, the six of you, enter... Have you still, have you still got Reptile out? I've got Reptile Mobile out. Okay, you're not going to be able to see a lot, but I'll, t- I'll, ex- I'll, I'll explain what I'm saying. The six of you, that's you two and Sam, Reptile Momo and Mako, yep. enter the cable car building, and as the door shuts... The sound of the fighting outside seems to just, like, disappear completely. And all you can hear is the sandstorm go fucking mental around the building. Okay. Oh, Phoenix will recall Taraditar in this enclosed space. I'll bring out Inky. Chuck will recall Mako as well and send out Apon. Okay, cool. Nothing much has changed about the cable car building since you broke in last time. Apart from the fact that it's now slightly a bit more sandier. You are standing in a 10 foot wide by 70 foot long corridor with a window looking into the ticket office on the wall opposite the entrance. At either end of the corridor, there is writing on the floor, one saying in, one saying exit. And to the left, where the exit on the floor, there's a sign that says no entry. And to your left, sort of says like this way. And they're all in white letters. You hear something, someone, from behind the office. Come on, you two. 
no need to hide. We're waiting for you. And you hear the voice of Mary Kate or Ashley. Could be either of them. Taunting you from further inside the building. Okay. So for our listeners, the cable car building layout is basically a 75 feet by 60 feet building that is sort of split into a third which is the corridor they're in and the office that they broke into in the Sequoia City episode. And then the other two thirds are like a metal structure, well, a metal raised platform where the cable cars come in and spin round so you can get on and get off. It's sort of in a U shape um, and there's, uh, it's a very wide open space. And obviously where the cable cars come in, there's no wall. It's just an open sort of thing and it leads out to the mountain. So hypothetically, we could, this is Sparta, Mary Kay and Ashley off to their death. Well, no, because where you are, the ground is only about four feet, four or five feet lower than the platform. Oh, okay, that's a bit boring. Once you're on the cable car, <laughs> we could do that. We could, you we, could, could, you could, we could drag their lifeless corpses up there and then do it. But at the moment, the cable car's not working. Yes, I know. Okay, so... Oh, there are two cable cars sitting motionless, just out of reach of the boarding platform. Yes. So you can't get on them yet. Yes. Even if yet, you need to be able to turn it on. Yeah, okay. As we enter the building, and before we go chasing after Mary Kate and Ashley, Felix turns to Sam and goes, have you got any idea where you need to be? to get this working. Sam says in his very northern accent, well, if it's anything like my lift, there should be a hatch on the metal platform somewhere that lets me get under and see all of um, all mechanics and stuff. So if I can get under there, I might be able to find the problem. It, it, someone of my expertise on this kind of thing, I should be able to find out what's going on rather quickly. Okay. But once I'm down there, I might need a bit of cover. Felix is trying his best to stay cool, calm and collected and think of the plan and think of what they need to get to. But hearing the voices of Mary Kate and Ashley, he really wants to just follow them and put them in their place once and for all. And Gengar is already looking menacing and smiling through the office up towards where we heard the voice from. He turns to Jeff and goes, why don't we live a little? Let's go through the exit. Todd looks at Felix like with a quizzical look on his face and says, Steady on, mate, steady on. We might die today. Who knows? And Felix will take off towards the exit. Any other reckless things you've always wanted to do? Like, you know, go to a girl's toilet or... But yeah, Felix, Felix will walk off towards the exit with Gengar floated on one side and Momo gliding behind. And Apom is basically sort of scurrying along the side of the walls, just sort of skirting along. Okay even hidden so waiting on the middle of the platform the metal platform after you've been up the stairs near a striped panel that is on the floor in a square shape yep is mary kate ashley and alec so predictable we knew you'd come here our master is finalizing his preparations and we're here to stop you from getting to the top of this cable car i still owe you from the misty islands and then Alec pokes his glasses up his nose and he looks at Mary-Kate and Ashley and they both nod back. I'm going to enjoy this. And Sam points at the striped hatch that they're stood next to and he's like, what? That's where I need to go. I need to get in there. I need to see what's happening inside. Right, for all initiative.
Mary Kate and Ashley both send out hornets. Pathetic. Alec sends out Kadabra. So Mary Kate shouts to use a nightshade on Inky. So Haunter pushes its arms out and lets out this black, purpley wave. And although it passes through the rest of you, Inky sort of gets this odd twitch and he is going to take 17 ghost damage. Will be doubled to 34. Uh, uh, Alex with his Kadabra, shout for his Kadabra to use a side beam, and we're gonna aim this one at Avon. Shit, okay. Good, 18. It's the Kadabra holds out an arm, spinning the one spoon it's got in its hand, and you just hear Apom, you, Chuck feels Apom like just recoil, and it kind of like just cracks its head back and hits it on the wall that it was like wall riding, um, and it's gonna take, it's gonna take 19 psychic damage. Okay. Make a wisdom save. Sit. And, but Chuck's arm blows white, has another go. With a 19, dirty 20. Oh, yeah, Apom is not confused. Go on, Apom. That just shakes it off. Legendary action. How does it look? How does a legendary action look? The Chuck's like, uh, he holds his arm out, so forearm out. His arm just starts to glow white with a ta- um, around the symbol on his arm. And Apom, you just see sort of like an aura, a white aura around it, shakes off the side beam. Chuck shouts, go on, Apom. All right, let's take that cadaver out of the equation. Hit it with the grabby grabby. <laughs> Aphom just starts bounding towards the Kadabra, the Grabby Grabby on its back, gets within range of it, stops, and then just like leans forwards, and then this mechanical arm just sort of just shoots towards the Kadabra. <laughs> In its head again. Go, 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 gadget, Grabby Grabby. <laughs> uh, the first roll fails, but I'm going to use another legendary. Can I use another legendary action for it? Yeah, you yes, yes, two slots. 19, so yeah, so that should work. Incapacitates the Kadabra. Nice. Wonderful. And then as a as a bonus action, Chuck shouts, okay, now use Baton Pass. Also, oh, excuse me. Who is that Baton Pass? Excuse me. Excuse me. I used it in the- Combos? Super, didn't I? C-c-c-combo. Okay. <laughs> so how Baton Pass works in this is different, but it forms a shield around its form. Grants you temporary hit points equal to a quarter of your max HP rounded down. During this time, you have an AC of one, but the shield takes all damage and stays the settlements until it's destroyed. You take any additional to that. So it's got 22 HP. Acts as a shield, basically, rather than... Acts more like a substitute. Yeah. So I think, like has happened before, a lot of the sort of the dust and everything gathered around the area just kind of forms. It's almost a bit like Sandman in uh, from Spider-Man. Yeah. It just forms like a little shield around the Apom. As he's winding back the Grabby Grabby, but this Kadabra basically is just sort of like swaying on the spot with like little birds <laughs> cooking around his head. <laughs> Can't take actions or reactions. Miss a go. It's basically miss a go, yeah. He slapped, oh my God, in season two, which like, one of the cards should be like an Uno card. We're going to reverse. Yeah, oh, that's so <laughs> No, literally a no you. <laughs> yeah, no you. Okay, so Kadabra, yeah, absolutely pinned in by the Grabby Grabby. Yeah, good item there. And Felix. Cool, seeing Apom so handily use the Grabby Grabby and the, Cad- uh, and the Kadabra being incapacitated, Felix shouts to Gengar to turn his attention to his two juniors, to the two Haunters. Yep. And Felix shouts out, Let's make this a whole lot easier. Put him to sleep. Hit him with a hypnosis. 
So, Clever Bar, I'm going to go yep. nice with the custom feat that we gave Inky, which is Dog Sleep. sleep. We can hypnotise two targets with one action, so I'm going to try and put both to sleep. 12 Mary Kay, 14 Ashley. Both fail. Sick. So, Inky is able to hold his arms out wide and kind of puff himself up a little bit bigger to really intimidate these horns, and knowing that they're his previous form, essentially, is able to get his left eye moving in time with his left hand and his right eye moving in time with his right hand to sort of swirl around. <laughs> See, the haunters try to look away and break the gaze, but they can't tear themselves away. And slowly but surely, you see their hands fall really deep by their side, a bit like Rayman, and just fall to sleep. So, <clears throat> it's Ashley's go. Her haunter is going to try and wake up. What is it you need to do to wake up? DC 13. DC 13. He is awake. No, wakes up straight away, and in reaction, he's going to go straight up to Gengar, and he's going to go for a shadow punch. Okay, let's get in some melee range. Fifteen to hit. Yeah, hits. Going to do sixteen ghost damage. So that's double to thirty-two. Yes. Uh, however, when you see this attack hit Inky. It hits his body, and you can see he takes the pain, but as the Haunter recalls his fist away, you sort of see a bit of a even darker purple glow wrap around its body really quickly, and Inky's Cursed Body ability has been activated because I rolled a 4 on my d4, so you can't use Shadow Punch on your next turn. Okay. Nice. Uh, Mary Kate's Haunter is going to try and wake up. She's like, wake the fuck up! This is not the time! It fails. Yes. Haunter, the, the first Haunter is asleep. Right, Alex is Kadabra, is restrained. He's, he's incapacitated. Incapacitated and restrained. Just do incapacitate, not restrained. Okay, I can't take actions or reactions. So Alex is shouting for his Kadabra to hit with another side beam, but Kadabra is like arms pinned to its side. It just can't get its spoon to move and is incapacitated. Background to Chuck. This sandy-looking little monkey has finished winding its uh, grabby bouty back <laughs> in. Chuck looks over at Inky, just sort of taking on these two horns and thinks, I can't really do much about that, to be honest. <laughs> um, shouts to Apon. All right, hit that Kadabra with a double hit. Two strikes. 28 and a 22 to hit. They both hit. Nice. So that's going to do 41 normal damage. That's a lot. <laughs> he hasn't even got his silk scarf on. Me. Because each hit does the plus move. Yeah with stab with temporary HP but Chuck might as well um, Chuck's arm glows blue and he's going to get some health back he's only going to get 9 health back hey back before Felix gets his turn Sam pops his head around he's like I don't I don't care I like you like he pops his head around and says I like I like um, he pops his head around and goes Felix d don't forget I, I need to get in the hatch I was just about to ask that. But it says, oh no, we're working on it. We're keeping them occupied. Try and sneak round as much as you can. Okay, so Sam is going to, he takes this literally, and he starts tiptoeing backwards, back down, <laughs> back down the steps towards the entrance of the cathedral. Okay. okay, so he's going to he, go around the back. He's literally going to try and sneak around the back. <laughs> Oh, Felix sees this, but just immediately has to shake his head and snap back to the battle. With a wry smile and thinking about their journey through the cave, uh, through the tunnels to the city, Felix shouts to Inky, let's try something new. 
Let's make that haunt have a really bad dream. Use nightmare. Cheese dreams. So I'm going to use nightmare. So oh, I have to roll to hit, but it's a 60 foot radius around myself. This is why I want it. This is why I want a bow. Because I've got such two things to asleep and use it at the same time. Um, anyways, uh, so 24 to hit. And it also doesn't wake the sleeping creature either. Can you stay asleep? Inky just grins. Not his usual playful raspberry grin that he does. Like a just one half of his mouth goes up into like a really evil smirk and his eyebrows furrow down. You can just see he closes his eyes and this haunter, you know what like when a dog stream and they start running? It, the haunter's doing that, but it's like really jerky, janky, really horrible sort of creepy movements. Um, and that is going to do 29 ghost damage. Double, double to 58. Strong. And in Hornza's head, it just sees, here's this little... <laughs> and then uh, Gengar, like, cycles in on a little tricycle. <laughs> I want to play a game. <laughs> Take your life for granted. At, the, at this point, um, Felix's arm is also going to glow blue. Yep. And... Ooh, 24 health back. Strong. For those of you who are wondering if these legendary actions are a bit overpowered, wait till um, the answer yeah. is yes. They are now. <laughs> <laughs> they will be sorely needed. Still asleep. Yeah. Get in. Okay, Kadabra manages to break free of the grabby grabby. And Alex's like, yes, good, right, okay. And he shouts for his Kadabra to use Kinesis. Oh, we trust it. So you just see the Kadabra drop to the floor and then it sort of scrunches its eyes and it floats off the ground a little bit and then it lands and there's like a little sheen that goes over it and it's going to get an AC bonus and its movement speed has just almost doubled. Nice. Okay. Okay. Um, and then he says, right, Kadabra, get back to the other side and use a side beam on that. Let's go ape on again. Uh, so Kadabra basically just jumps back about 15 feet, so he's just on range. And he's going to go for a side beam. That is a 19 plus 6, 25 to hit. Yep. Hit. It's only needed an, a 1 because of the baton path. Oh, yeah. We're going to do 16 damage to Apom, so Apom's Baton Pass. So the Baton Pass actually absorbs all of that. Cool. Nice. Gonna say that Apom still has to do a Wisdom save, though. Yeah, fine. I also have to do a Concentration check to keep up the rest of the Baton Pass. So let's go con different. Concentration first, then we'll do Wisdom. Okay, so... That one. So that's going to drop straight away. Yep, so the Baton Pass bathes after the side beam hits it and the remaining Psybeam ever decimates the Baton Pass just slightly hits Apom and we're going to need to see if Apom is confused. 17? Not confused. Nice. Apom furious that the uh, furious to be hit with a move and feeling this sort of psychic energy try to grip its mind shakes it off and Chuck shouts okay let's go we get double hit let's go quadruple hit and his arm Chuck's arm glows pink 26 16, 30, 20, and a 13. How many of those hit? Uh, anything over a 16. Three times. As a reaction to this, Alex shouts for his Kadabra to use Reflect. Oh, that's going to do 40 normal damage. As Apom goes in to hit Kadabra, it gets one hit off, and then this pink wall goes up. 
and blocks the other two hits, and he's going to take half damage on that. Damn. That's only 20 damage. Not too bad still. Apom's basically just kind of scurrying around, trying to sort of hide away from the from the cadaver. So actually where it's going to go is basically just run into the sort of the cable cars and okay. bait the cadaver's attention over to that way. Okay. Felix, with the attention of the two haunters, one's still asleep, isn't it? And the other one is in melee range? Yes. While I saw this fighting has been going on quite close, Momo's just kind of been circling around the air, trying to keep out of cover, like trying to keep in cover. Oh, and he, yeah, so people sort of forget about that he's there. And Felix shouts out, Now, getting close, hit that Haunter with a Night Slash. So I want to go for the one that's awake, that's nearest to Haunter. Okay, as you shout that, Ashley shouts for her Haunter to use a Sucker Punch. Ooh. Okay, so as Momo flies in, to attack the haunter, Ashley, like a little smile, pokes on the side of her mouth and she shouts for her haunter to get in there first and hit it with a sucker. Okay. That is a 21. Yeah, that'll hit. 10 dark damage. 10 dark damage. Okie dokie. Momo dives in for this. Night Slash obviously gets caught by the sucker punch, so it knocks him a little bit off balance, but with a nat 2, probably isn't going to hit with a 12. Uh, no. No. Yeah. Felix's arm's gonna glow white at this point. Oh, it's kind of almost like time rewinds a little bit with this legendary action in, in Tracer. Like, like Tracer, yeah. Sort of Momo sort of, gee, Tracer! Is able to sort of suck herself up backwards and then launch again, not being knocked off course by the sucker punch this time. It still had the damage from the first attack, obviously, but the nap 12 that time, so 22 to hit. That will hit it. So that's only going to do 15 dark damage, so double to 30. Double to 30. So a little bit confused as to what's just happened. Momo is able to slash down with one of her claws, but it's not a like a really good, clean connection. It's a bit of a whiff, but just the tip is able to catch the side of the haunter. Just the tip. Just the tip. Sam is very slowly creeping around the office, as he was told to do. So he's in the corridor at the moment. Okay. Ashley's Haunter, who just took the hit, is sort of staring down Momo, and we're going to go with a hypnosis on Momo. Momo? Oh, which won't work. So, oh, oh, knowing the game... Metagaming. Yeah. Knowing that Gengar is probably going to... Shut up! Can't you fucking speak? Knowing that Gengar is probably going to do more damage than this Momo, uh, she's going to go for a hypnosis on Gengar. Okay. Stop laughing, you bro. Oh, you got a record wisdom. Wisdom save for Gengar. So this is he's done this many times to people, so he knows the tricks and tries to stay awake as best he can. But with an 11... Falls asleep. No, he doesn't. So I'm going to re-roll my dice. Okay. <laughs> and why are you going to re-roll your dice? Because I've got a legendary action to do this. That's a nat one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Very much asleep. Very much asleep. Feet. Um, and I'm going to say with a natty one loses the ability to wake up on its next turn. You motherfucker. Of course you would. Back round to Mary Kate Hornser, who's still asleep. Mary Kate's just like, wake the fuck up! And it does. Oh, no. With a 17. And staring at the asleep haunter, she is going 
to use Shadow Punch. Try and punch in and sleepy, sleepy face. I'm going to play a game with you, bitch. With a 15. 16. 16 hits. Yours. 15 ghost damage. Double to 30. Double to 30. So, yeah, Haunter just winds back one of its floaty hands and just pummels Gengar right in its sleepy, sleepy face. Alex Kadabra. Alex not liking the fact that Apom is beating the shit out of his Kadabra. Shouts for his Kadabra to use teleport. Oh, interesting. So the Kadabra basically just shuts its eyes as though it's about to do a really big poo. <laughs> and squeezes. <laughs> and then you just hear a... Hear a... <laughs> then another... And it reappears right behind Gengar, about 15 feet away. So it's not in melee, but it's behind Gengar. Right. Chuck sees this Kadabra try to, trying to sneak up behind Gengar and thinks, oh no, you don't. And then this sort of screeching little monkey dives from this cable car. <laughs> and can I use my double move legend reaction to use the grabby grabby and then attack? <laughs> Are you regretting these yet? <laughs> um, not yet, I've just changed my mind about changing stuff for later. Right. So Apom dives through the air, grabby grabby, sort of coiled and ready behind him, dives towards this cadabra, and I'm imagining on the end of the grabby grabby, it's like one of those sort of just white rubber hands. Was he in Toy Story that it's got like the hand and the jack-in-the-box kind of thing? Oh yeah. It's literally that. It's, it's, a, it's a jack-in-the-box that's attached to Apom's back. Oh, <laughs> and then it just it clamps onto the cadabra's tail um you know it's like big bulbousy sort of i don't know if it's like fluffy tail or something like that i'd, I'd imagine it's furry furry so it grabs onto the cadabra's um furry tail and tries to like sweep the rug underneath its feet pull it to the floor if you roll grab it grubby. that's what it tries to do 16. so it grabs it it's in it bit 12. Pulls it to the floor. And like the Alakazat, uh, the, the Kadabra is, is, you know, in, like, in those horror films where you just like the cameras front onto their face. They're on the floor, like clawing at the floor, <laughs> dragging dr- 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 <laughs> backwards. You just see a spoon <laughs> mark in the spoon Spoon mark on one side and then claw marks on the other. And then this Apom now is going to go in with a double hit. Uh, 26 and a 17. Both hit. Beautiful. Gonna take half damage. Oh. The... As a reaction. As a reaction. <laughs> like, oh, it's too late. He's fucking incapacitated. Yeah, he can't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so Alex shouts, reflect, reflect. But the cadaver's just screaming. Yeah, because <laughs> cadaver's too busy trying to, <laughs> trying to not get sucked towards any again. If I was any good at drawing perspective, I'd love to draw them. That'd be a great fight, a uh, great drawing. So he's going to do 27 normal damage on that. Kadabra is out. Kadabra is down. If Apom's dealt a lot of damage. And it was also to an Alakazam before as well. Got it in. Yeah, he just hated it every time. And Apom sees the Kadabra is, is KO'd and takes its spoon. Tucks it into his, uh, into his fur. Take it. I'm just scurrying back to chat. This is my trophy. It's like, um, Groot and Rocket always take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's gonna wake up and he's gonna be missing his leg again. 
Okay, Alec withdraws his Kadabra, which is tough because it's still got the grabby grabby wrapped around it. It's, you know, it's, it's trying to withdraw it, but at the same time, the grabby grabby is still just clinging onto it. Um, and he reaches for his second Pokeball and sends out a Duskrot. Ooh. Felix, seeing the Kadabra go down, makes his life a little bit easier, but he's asleep. Inky is asleep. Inky is asleep. Momo is still flying around the room uh, and seeing the Dusclops come out on bat in battle as well. Inky has done really well in holding his own so far as the alpha of these ghost Pokemon, but is thinking more long-term about what's yet to come still. Felix is going to make the executive decision to recall Inky and flood this small room with some sand as he chucks Tyranitar out into the battlefield. And directly where Inky was, just like a hot swap almost. So yeah, he's gonna be close up to the gang, uh, to the two haunters, but that's exactly where Felix wants him to be. Sam makes it to the panel and he hits a button and the little panel drops open and you just hear, you just see Sam like, Give you a thumbs up and a wave <laughs> as, as he just drops under the the floor. I can just imagine him going, yeah, like a bomb into a pool. <laughs> but you can still see his like his butt in the air, like sort of, sort of like he's bent over on all fours and he's like he's trying to reach under this contraption floor. But his ass is kind of sticking out, so it's just like a, a square in the floor with just an ass, brilliant, in a black robe. A black furry robe. Um, while you guys are fighting. Right, okay. So, Ashley still has her horns out. He's going to take sandstorm damage. So, it takes five. Five. Okay, seeing Titar enter the battlefield, Ashley shouts for her haunter to do it again and go for a hypnosis on the Tyranitar. I fucking do it again. I'm fucking do it again. 30-20. He is a weak... He is, he, is very he has had a relentless. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that is Ashley's turn with the hypnosis, just not even phasing Tyranitar, who just roars at the uh, Haunter spit, just covering the Haunter's long face. So, MK next. Takes five damage from the Sandstorm. Takes five from the Sandstorm. Mary Kate shouts for her Haunter to use Curse on Tyranitar. Okay. This move is a different effect based on your creature type. So I'm a ghost type, so it's fine. So I'm going to put a curse on Tyranitar. Right. Make a wisdom saving throw. 16. Passes. Nice. Okay, so nothing happens. Nothing happens? Yeah. Yeah. Get in. Yep. Absolutely nothing happens. You see you see the horn to tr like look menacingly at Reptar in the face to, tr to, tr to try and put this curse on it. Your time will come, Cozy. <laughs> but Reptar literally just smirks at this haunter and just sort of uses its sunscreen, one of the holes that it uses for sunscreen, just sort of blow it away with yeah. his air. Okay, Alex Kadabra. No, is dead. Because he's, he's not dead. No, it's Alex. It's, it's Alex. Alex has his Dusclops out, and that is fine because he shouts for his Dusclops to use Will-O-Wisp. Knew that was coming. On. Okay. On. Reptar. Oh, right. And the Tyranitar. 20. Dirty 20. Reroll it. Legendary action. Make sure you make notes of how many legendary actions you're using, by the way, each turn. Natural 20. Reroll it. Reroll it. <laughs> but you can't 
use it on something you've used a legend you've used that to do with a with a natty 20 i'm burnt super burnt he's burnt are uh, annoyingly there's not really a lot more that a natty 20 can do so that means i will do half damage so because of the nat 20 Tyranitar's going to take double proficiency damage on the first time it takes the third damage. Yeah. And then from then on, it'll just be normal. But it does get half damage. Deal half damage, yeah. Seeing the two holes in its body that it uses for Sandstream just push away this Haunter, the Will-O-Wisps kind of go in there. And that's what really gets him. It's sort of like, it's like he's breathed it in. And you can sort of see him like cough a bit and it like coughs a little bit of fire out. And you can tell he's burnt. But that just kind of pisses him off. Well, I'm glad that pisses him off because this fight's not going as well as I thought it was going to. Um, uh, Mary Kay then shouts for, no, Alec then shouts for his Dusclops to use Shadow Sneak on Momo. Okay. With a 16, I don't think it's gonna hit. No, it doesn't, it misses. So the shadows extend and they pop out the floor and you just see these like shadowy arms like just waving, trying to get Momo, but Momo's just like, Barrel-roaming about the place, like, like she knows. I've been training since the Misty Islands for this shit. <laughs> and just keeps flapping. Right, Chucky. Uh, unfortunately, A-Bomb has kind of fulfilled his use in this battle, so Chuck looks at him and says, Come here, buddy. Amazing job. Never doubted you. Not for a second. I don't know why I haven't used you for so long. <laughs> Recalls into the ball. Hey, pa. Hey, pa. And he, like, tucked, he, like... So before he gets uh, his headband, he like yeah, just straightens his headband. <laughs> Calls him to the ball and says, "All right, we need to protect Sam while he gets to work. You know what to do. Penny bags, come on out." As penny bags hits the hits the metal floor, yeah, you feel it shake. <laughs> and Sam pops his head out and he's like, "Oi, watch it!" <laughs> Pennybags is like staring down at him. He vaguely recognises him as as well. And Sam looks like you got big. <laughs> Pennybags goes, oh. just be just be careful. Don't don't crush me. <laughs> and with a with another Pennybags' role in this is to really protect Sam and make sure that no one's really going near him. So and to not move. So basically, <laughs> so so Pennybags has the sentinel feet, which means when a creature makes an attack against the target other than you within five feet, you can use your reaction to take a melee attack against the creature. So he's protecting Sam to make sure that if someone's targeting Sam, he's gonna be retaliating. Felix. Felix is up. Reptar is pissed off after being burnt. Feeling the heat from the burn a little bit inside him, as he's taking his proficiency damage. So he's just gonna to turn to the one that looks the most injured already. So I hit one with Nightmare that was a, was a Mary Kate's Haunter was one that was hit for. Mary Kate's has got less hope. Yeah. yeah, it looks a bit more battered. Yeah, so Tyranitar sort of turns to them and wants to inflict his pain on that. And he's gonna go for a crunch. Okay. So it opens his maw wide and chomps on down. And Felix's arm glows as he re-rolls that natural three. For a natural five. Fifteen? Doesn't. Oh, fuck it. Yes. Ah, come on. Get in. So, yeah, Titar is able to open his mouth nice and wide and is able to almost swallow this haunter in whole as he chomps down. This won't be doubled like it normally will because of the burn. 22 dark damage. So half to 11, doubled back to 22. As the crunch hit. 
Haunter is going to retaliate with a Sucker Punch. Uh, 17 to hit. He's my AC. Ooh. Doing 11 dark damage. Which will be hard to hide. Yep, that's fine. So as the T-Tar's maw just crunches down on Mary-Kate's Haunter, it, it almost like when you're in a boxing and they're like together. It's just, it's just yeah. trying to go for a sin. Clip him in the side, punch him in the ear. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is... You can just hear a lot of clinking going on from underneath. Um, but nothing else at the moment. Ashley's just going to shout out for a old favourite of ours. And she's going to shout, Haunter, lick that Tyrannitor. <laughs> and 18 to hit. 18 hits. This is a very rocky lick. Uh, it's going to do 15 ghost damage. Which will be halved to seven. Alec shouts for his Dusclops to use a Will-O-Wisp on Pennybags. 14. Doesn't hit. Oh, Will-O-Wisp doesn't hit. It's not finally. Come on. Fire, fires, off, we roll it fires off a Will-O-Wisp, but that misses. Alec shouts, right, okay, fine. Follow up, Shadow Sneak. 10. Doesn't hit either. Doesn't hit either. Dusclops not doing anything. These these shadows coming out and attending to wrap round Benny Bags, but just can't get a hold of his... Benny Bags is just, just, Benny Bags just batting it away with his tusks. Just, like, trying not to move too much and shift his weight around too much with this quite uneve, un, uh, uneasy surface, but, yeah, manages to just kind of bat it away with his tusks. And now the Dusclops is right in front of it, so Chuck says, all right, got it right where you want it. Keep it pinned down. Smash it with an ice fang. He's going to open his maw nice and wide. Um, that's, a, that's a 22 to hit. That hits, but Dusclops' pressure will cause him to lose in the Paostra PP. That's fine. Takes off PP. So he's going to he's going to chomp and Chuck says, "Keep chewing." Another oh, natty one. On a natty one, it's already bad. Third of the first. I'm going to say he bites his tongue and does ice damage to himself to roll damage. The rolling damage for the first hit anyway. He's only going to do 17 ice damage. And how much of that should he take himself? All of it. All minus resistances. Attack. Eight. Damn it. That's a nasty lump on his tongue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, also on that. Bob of one. Okay. As Reptile readies himself to hit again, Felix sort of sees him wince a little bit with the burn on the inside. You see Momo circling above with... A smirk of glee on her face. Feeling shouts out. Get in there, girl. Hit that other haunter with a night slash. A 24 to hit. Hits. Better. Kill it. As Momo flies down with the look of glee on its face and makes a good connection, slashes right to the middle of the haunter. Does 19 dark damage. Double 38. Takes it. Tongs it. In response, Ashley's Haunter is going to use... It's going to go for a Shadow Punch on Momo. 14. Won't hit. On Momo, it will not. Swing and a miss. We take it sounds... Yeah, swing and a miss. Mary-Kate. I'm going to go for a Nightshade on Tyranitar. 15. Misses. These Haunters just can not connect with their attacks they just are so like, they're like pesky little flies that will just come and nip you every now and then like little mosquitoes mm. 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 Alex shouts 
for a shadow punch on heavy bags. 16. It's finally does 14 ghost damage. Okay. So the Dusclops waddles over to Pennybags with a little swagger and just, when it gets there, looks it dead in the face and then just punches it. <laughs> Pennybags doesn't even flinch. He just sort of just takes the punch to the face. You can see him just like, one of those little like anger, anger pressure sort of like crosses comes up on his, on the side of his face. <laughs> and then from the ground, some shadowy arms pop up wrap themselves around penny bags and slam him into the floor his legs given out and him sprawling out sam underneath shouting oi careful up there just as chuck's arm glows white <laughs> uh all right i'm i'm if i'm nat 20 something yeah not mine you not, can't oh we roll yeah not 20 and a nat one not 20 is a nat one yeah, you can't re force a re-roll on okay. So I'm going to crit hit on this. <laughs> I'm not taking this from yeah, me. Mid, we're mid-changing the rules, as I, as I say. Uh, so, so it's 24 ghost damage. Ooh, good, though. Nice little pretty titty. Benny Bags roars, and the, the pressure point on his head is getting even stronger. Chuck says, use that power from within you. Ancient power. 21. 21 you were stupid. So the first one hits, so Pennybags summons this kind of rock, the boulder. Basically this like spare girder that was sort of lying around, like from the construction works. Just kind of just appears in front of Pennybags, just slams the dustclops around the face. Does it come in for another one with a 17? Doesn't hit. 17? Hit. No. You, you, you keep asking me, he's not going to change the fact that it's at AC side at 7. Oh no, 1.7, sorry. He's going to do 17 rock damage. Felix, seeing the battlefield, and he's, he's getting a little bit pissed off that these Haunter are still out there. So he looks at Momo, who's still sort of gliding past after that last night slash attack, and goes, Just like we practiced, figure of eight, hit both those Haunter with a night slash. So 24 on one. Yep. Uh, and a 15 on the other. Yeah. They both hit. They both hit, but okay. as Momo flies towards Mary Kate's first, she manages to pull off a sucker punch. Okay. Uh, so Mary Kate, knowing that the Night Slash has come in, her haunter just lets off a punch, manages to catch Momo in the claw, and does 13 dark damage. 13 dark damage. Okie doke. Momo barely winces as he goes through. As she goes through this, I keep doing that. Barely winters as she sexist. feels this shallow punch in and hits back with the night slash, doing 17, so double to 34 dark damage on Mary Kate's haunter. Mary Kate's haunter gets obliterated. Beautiful. And as the trail of purple ether kind of comes off the haunter of Mary Kate's haunter, Momo. Grins with glee as she flies towards Ashley's Haunter, hitting a Night Slash, doing 32 dark damage to that one. Which sends that Haunter into the other Haunter. <laughs> and they are both hey. Beautiful. It's almost like, it almost looks like a firework going off as Momo goes through both of these Haunter and just sort of slashes deep into their gassy bodies. So with both the Haunter knocked out, Mary-Kate and Ashley withdraw their Pokemon. Pulling out two more Pokeballs and sending out a Murkrow and a Mastreet. 
Not bad. Sam pops his head up, scrolls down to see what he's supposed to say. <laughs> Chuck, Felix, I can't figure out what's wrong. Everything down here is in its normal place. Have you tried just turning it on? What? Chuck's like, what, what do you mean just turning it on? Where's the switch? I thought you'd say that. I need to get to the controls. Where's that? They should be in the office. I'll need some cover. And Sam slowly gets up the hole and starts to run towards you. Okay. okay. Cover me! So, Ashley's mischievous looks at Momo and is going to use pets. And with a reaction, because Mr. Avis is right next to Pennybags, Pennybags just chomps down on it with an ice bag. Yep, okay. <laughs> Basically just wanted Pennybags to just lock that entire area down. Cheers, our one star. It's freeze, but it's going to be a 21. Hits. 21. 21. I'm stupid. 20 ice damage. Mary Kate's Mercro. Ooh, that's going to take off. Is that 10? 10 damage. Oof. And the Sunstorm. Kate takes the Sunstorm hit straight away. Mary Kate shouts for uh, Mercro to use Assurance on Momo. So that is a 24 to hit. So that will hit. Does more damage if the creature's already been attacked this turn. This rather combat. I feel amused at all these boys and strategies. I don't like it. 31 uh, dark damage. Hell. As Murkrow just slams into Momo midair, hitting it with the, uh, like, the, almost like headbutting it with the peak of its brimmy head cap. <laughs> peak of its brimmy head cap, that was, ladies and gentlemen. Right, Alec Dust Noir. Blocks. Alec Dust Blocks. He's going to have to go for another shadow punch on Penny Bags. Nay. Penny Bags. Peewee bag. 14. Doesn't hit. Uh, we'll go for a shadow sneak. 11. Doesn't hit. But just swinging and a miss. At least I think. Dusclops not doing great. And he bags back on his feet, staring down. So he's got, he's got a Dusclops in front of him. Mischievous basically in front of him as well, right? Yes. And the Murkrow's fucked off. Yeah. That's all. How how much of a sense do I get this building would be, the whole structure, structural integrity of the building would be in trouble if I use an earthquake? I'm going to say, you'll find out. Best not to then. <laughs> Chuck shouts, all right, it's probably time to try and finish off that dust glops. Hit it with an ice fang. <laughs> dust glops was so much hate. <laughs> I just love it when you say, let's finish it off and again. <laughs> That's a 24 and Chuck's arm glows pink. That one's not going to hit with 15. No. Yeah, 15. So he hits it once. Trying to fucking freeze it. Too much damage. 16 damage. <laughs> eh, eh, eh. The Dusclops is just like, bring it. <laughs> I could take this all day. I could go all day. So seeing the annoying little Murkrow come out, we all know Felix's disposition for bird Pokemon. Yeah. He turns his attention to Reptar and says, Pin that bird to the ground. Hit it with a rock slide. You've got to make a strength save. The Reptar is able to pick some of the debris and boulders out from the outside of the sunstorm that's swirling around. Three. That's a fail. Um, so you also fall prone. And a crow's on the floor. So Murkrow is by nice. the floor. 
this boulder and the debris is, despite Mercro being relatively a small target, is a reptile able to connect quite nicely with these. Gonna do 18 rock damage to the Mercro. <laughs> is that what you rolled? Yeah. And Felix's arm is gonna go glow blue. And as Momo sort of drives by in a bit of a flyby next to Felix, is gonna get 17 health back on top of his poison heal. Sam is gonna make it to the office door. Nothing. Nice. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Alec and his dust locks. I know it's boring, but with his moveset, there's not really a lot more. Yeah, we're gonna go for a Will-O-Wisp on Pennybags. <laughs> I think Coach needs a pint. But that wisps away and doesn't hit. So we'll go for a shadow sneak. We're going, <coughs> we're going metal dice. Made a better noise. 13. Doesn't hit that. <laughs> okay. Pennybags. I mean, he's. Oh, I've got some time. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I, AC stands for our armor class, doesn't it? So it could also be that it's just getting. It's just, it's just, they're just uh, bouncing off. Like, win or wisp this. Murkrow is pinned to the floor. The only thing it can do is use a nightshade. So it's going to go for a nightshade on Tyranitar. 17 to hit. Yeah, it hits. Uh, what's Tyranitar's level? Uh, 14. It's going to do 22 ghost damage. Okay, nice. He's half to 11. You just see Tyranitar sort of like almost getting a cloud around its head. And it's got like a, it looks like it's getting a really big headache. And just takes a load of damage. And, and I've turned this in the complete opposite order. Uh, <laughs> Ashley, he's mischievous. It's all going on at once. He's going to use Confuse Ray on Momo. Fucking confuses itself. Yeah, do you know one? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Fucking clown. Oh, Cody, you were so excited. Like at the beginning of this episode, you were like, yeah, relentless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> energy's falling off at the Robin, it's yeah. not energy's falling off with that. It's the tights. Chuck, you're up. Sick. Uh, not a whole lot left I can do, really, before uh, resorting to the old earthquake. <laughs> Let's break this house down. Okay, I've only got one ice fang left, so that's what we're gonna do. Uh, we are gonna chompy chompy, and we're gonna have three goes at a nat 20. <laughs> oh no, I only got one, so I'm gonna re-roll that one. Close, no cigar, no cigar. This is on the dust box. Another 16 ice damage. Big hit. And it's, it's kind of just chomping at this. Dusclops is all, it almost looks like a bit of a mummy, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it's sort of wrapped around, so it's like pulling at this these ghostly uh, toilet roll threads. Phoenix's arm is going to go pink. I'm going to use two attacks. Yep. And Reptar is going to go for another rock slide on the Murkrow. Yep. Momo's going to fly in and do a night slash on the Mischievous. Okay. Okay. So let's deal with the Murkrow. Yeah, Murkrow. Yeah. So is it still prone? So you get advantage. Ten. Yep, that fails, so you will stay prone as more boulders and debris fall on top. 23 rock damage to this Murkrow, which will be halved and doubled because of the burn. So Reptile, despite being burned, is still able to put out some decent damage here. And Momo is going to fly in at the weird little witchy ghost head that is a mischievous and take another Night Slash. 16. It's nice. Momo's able to slash in for 14 damage. Dark damage, which will be doubled to 28. Kill it. Come on. 
go. I think that's the first hit on the Mr. We'll kill it anyway. Sam makes it to the controls in the office. Oh, lovely. And you just hear some tinkering going around in the office. Yeah, okay. okay. Ashley's Mistrevis is going to take five damage from the sandstorm. Yep. We're going to go for a side beam on Momo. Okay. But nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Yeah. This Mistrevis is so shit. <laughs> that it just can't even pull off an attack. And Ashley's just like, oh, I wish my haunter was back. <laughs> Why did I send you out second? Then we've got Mary Kay's Murkrow's going to take 10 damage from the Sunstorm. Sunstorm. Still whipping about this place. And it's going to go for a wing attack on Tyranitar. The Tyranitar just fucking grabs it. And just bats it away. No, got an 11. And just bats it away like, fuck off. <laughs> and Mary Kay's like, oh, you're so shit. Why did I send, why did I send you out a second? <laughs> so demoralising for the whole Murkrow. It's shit. You're shit. Felix is, at this point, is tempted to break the, like, golden rule of being a Pokemon trainer and is reaching for a Pokemon in his bag to try and catch this Mistreverse. Imagine where we get to Arceus. Oh, God. No, don't. We're going to get out of Botty fucked. <laughs> Alex, Shadow Punch misses. That was his last shadow. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been that dice, mate. Right, hold on. We need to, we need to, oh, to, we need to have a moment of silence for this dice. That is we need to re- straight in the bin. We need to regather our calm for our dear listeners because this will just be a clusterfuck for them to listen to the face up. Yeah, and the, the shadow sneak does nothing either. Everything's bouncing off penny bags. I have just rolled five threes and two twos. <laughs> so, oh, well, no, sorry, four, three, two threes and two twos. So, um, yes, background to Chuck. Desmond, love that. Yeah, <laughs> Betty Bags has just been shrugging off all these hits, and Chuck's just like looking at his watch and be like, "Time for dinner soon, I think." Really, it's just getting a bit uh, dragging on, I think. Um, recalls Benny Bags to the ball and says, "Great job, great job." Okay, let's just let's hurry this thing along, shall we? Mako, come on, let's get some muscle out of here. The outcome of this snapping, snarling Garchomp. As a Lopro flies in and uses the wing attack on Reptile, that's kind of ba- bounces off its hide. Reptile just opens its more wide and Felix shouts out, that's it, hit it with an ice fang. Gonna crunch down, 23 to hit, hits. So gonna be 13 ice damage, so half then doubled again, so 13 in total. So with the burn still ticking along inside, it's almost a bit like, it's a bit like Torbjorn when he goes molten. You can kind of see like, out of the like sort of the holes in the <laughs> side, it's just like little steam starting to get out of it, he's been burned that long. From the office, Sam is still just tinkering around in the office. You just hear him like pushing loads of buttons, being like, where is it? Where is it? Try and find the button noise press from, uh, you know, Wallace and Gromit. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Mistrevious takes the sandstorm damage. It's going to go for a, right, we're going to try it again. Psybeam on Momo. 22. (laughs) Yeah, that hits. 17 plus 2, so it's going to do 19 psychic damage. Quite a big hit, that. And you need to make a wisdom save. Make a wisdom save. Uh, 17. Yep, passes, not confused. Perfect. Um, next up is the Murkrow. 
and as the sandstorm batters the crap out of the Murkrow, <laughs> you just hear, <laughs> Oh, and it just fades. <laughs> did it do a stick? I meant it did 80 damage. It, it just came out and got absolutely bullied. Oh no, it got one assurance hit oh, yeah. first as its first turn. That, that assurance hit was fairly chunky actually as well. Yeah. yeah. Dick. <laughs> right, Alex Dusclops takes its sandstorm damage. Are we going to go for a shadow punch? That's all we've got left. Oh, it's got no shadow punches left. Fan fucking task. <laughs> um, okay, he's going to have to leave. We're going to leave melee range. We're going to. He's going to. He's going to run over to Tyranitar. He's going to attempt to run over to Tyranitar. Okay. So you get a attack box yeah. thing. So Garchomp is going to attempt to crunch, crunch him. That's a natural thirteen. So a twenty-four to hit. Hits. Eighteen dark damage, which will double to double thirty-six. Yeah. This is a tasty little reaction. Takes it. So after getting bitten on the bottom as it runs away, the, du the Dusclops haven't really got much choice but to go in for a Thunder Punch on Tyranitar. Garchomp's grabbed hold of one of the little toilet roll sheets and just slowly slow started to run out of Just chomping away behind it like a snake. Uh, 22 on the Thunder Punch. Yeah, that'll hit. And 22. I'm bigger than 22. 10 electric damage. Ooh, target. Right, background to Chuck. Ooh, nice. So we're going to go in, we're going to fly in with a big crunch. Yep. I am going to use Melee Master as well. So it's minus five, minus five to the attack roll, but plus 10 damage. Seven minus five is two, plus 11 is 13. So I'm going to roll that. Yep. Nice. <laughs> uh, so you're going to miss. That's going to miss. So Garchomp is snapping at this Dusclop. <laughs> it does not manage to make any kind of connection whatsoever at all. And Chuck's arm's going to glow blue, and Scarfjump's going to get a bit of health back. Cool. Uh, Felix. Yeah, 20 more health back, too. Felix seeing the Garchomp going for a crunch, and despite Reptar being a bit burnt, shouts out, shouts out to Reptar, show Mega how it's done. Hit it with a crunch. I'm going to go for a crunch on the Dusclops as well. Yep. Natural 11, so 21 to hit. It's 20 dark damage. Double and half, so it will take the 20. Takes it. Oh, Felix's arm is also going to go glow blue. And Momo is going to come by for another drive-by healing. Yeah. Uh, he's only going to get nine back. Holds his arm out like a hawk. Yeah, just lands on his eye. Glows blue. Okay, Mistrevious is going to take its sandstorm damage. And we're going to go for a Confuse Ray on Garchomp. Doki. Natty 20. Oh, is it AC? Is it AC? Is it AC's 20 in Sandstorm? Because he's got oh, yeah. up as a feet and then Sandvale. Right? Uh, you're super duper duper confused. Oh, fuss. And you're going to hurt yourself on your next turn. What? Just guaranteed? No way of. Guaranteed straight up slap in the face. Next up is Alex's Dustlops because Mary Kate is just crying on the floor. And the Sandstorm takes it. Yeah. Yeah. Dustlops is down. Right, nice. Nice. Um, so, a two on one. Chuck, you're just gonna not get punch, go. punch yourself in your face. For yeah. yeah. what? I'm gonna take some damage. Hold on. Proficiency damage. Just like scratching at itself. <laughs> ah, get off me, get off me. In that case, seeing that Garchomp has come out and really not done anything, uh, crunch. Okay, crunch, yeah, true. 
Um, we, Felix's arm is going to glow pink. I'm going to do two attacks. One from Momo. Actually, no, do you know what? Reptar is getting chipped away by the bird. So Momo is going to go in and slash twice. Yep. The, um, Miss, Major, uh, Miss Drifus, isn't it, that's left alive. So he's going to go for a bit of a, almost sort of like an exorcism sort of motion, doing both at the same time, if they both hit, obviously. 22 and a 15. Both hit. Both hit. Wrong. Nice. So as he goes into this big double hit exorcism night slash kind of motion on the face of the mischievous, it's going to do 37 dark damage, which is doubled to 74. That should take it down. And the mischievous takes the hit. Oh. Ooh. And then on the second hit, uh, ah. flies straight into Mary Kate, who then flies straight into Ashley, who then flies straight into Alec, and then <laughs> all of them fall off the edge of the cable car platform. <laughs> and you just hear a little, and then thump, thump, as they drop about five feet. And everybody's knocked out to shit. Swim. Felix sort of turns to the party and goes, great job, and turns back to Chuck and goes, I don't know why those two girls... Why they even joined Team Nightmare? I mean, very good, are they? Chuck's covering his head with his arm. It's like, just tell Reptar to take the sandstorm down. I can't hear a fucking word you're saying. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, Felix pats Reptar on the back and says, you take a well-earned rest. Come back, buddy. I'll bring Momo back as well, um, just because. So she can get a rest. Let's get Pratchett and Houdini out just because. Oh, too big. on, we're about to go on a cable car. Good point. <laughs> It'll take it. It'll take it. We'll get. I'll. I'll get it. I'll. I'll leave Momo out. I'll get Inky out then because he weighs like nothing basically. So we can have one flyer and one. Yeah. Light, gonna, lightweight boy. Chuck's gonna recall Mako to his ball. Uh, he scuffles him on the, on his head. So he's finished scratching his head. Um, the confusion's worn off, worn off now. But let's lighten the mood. Churro, let's achieve. <laughs> so for winning, you're each gonna get thirty-five thousand four hundred XP and five thousand Pokéyen. After. The battle. Sam manages. Oh, do you want to just quickly say who got XP? Yeah. yeah. So Pennybag's got the the, the mammoth share of that XP, taking him up to level 14. Um, grows a lot stronger in stature. Unlocked the rest of his evolution points. The rest of the XP went to Apom for his gamut display. He's very very close to leveling up. Uh, yeah. So my XP was split between Reptar, Inky, and Momo. Momo has leveled up to level 14. Momo gets new moves at level 14. Nice. I have decided to get rid of acrobatics. Okay. Ooh. Because I'm always going to be holding the Toxic Orb now, oh, so I'll yeah. do less damage. And I've replaced it with Fire Fang. Strong. Street, yeah. Good. And also, Inky leveled up to level 15. Oh, sweet. So he just gets a stab bonus oh, there. Nice. So not too big, but always every little helps. I forgot to mention that Pennybags also learned, Pennybags also learned Thrash. Okay. Instead of Endure. Go it all out. So, after the battle, you hear, like, creaking around the entire building, and the cable cars slowly start to move. And Sam pops his head out. He's like, right, it's all working. I literally just had to turn it on. <laughs> but this tech is so outdated, I'll have to stay here, make sure I can keep everything running smoothly. What are you two going to do? Well, we're going to go up, Chuck says with a grin. Phoenix looks to Chuck and goes, but Sam doesn't have any Pokemon. What's happened? What? Fuck it. Fuck him off. We're kind of going to have to, I think. What can you do? 
Yeah, nothing. I was going to like say call Minotaur and get him to teleport. Well, they're 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 coming as soon as they can anyway. Yeah, exactly. So they said they'd meet you up there. Yeah, yeah. Chuck Chuck says to him, "All right, well, just sit tight. Sit in the office. Someone will come to get you and get you to safety. You know, there's got a couple of magazines in there. You know, have a wank or something. I don't know. <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> that was like, well, I don't have a cock. <laughs> got a eunuch. Yeah, the 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 wall chopped it. But um, I'll I'll put a filing cabinet behind door. Nice. Yeah. Do that. Stay safe. Great job. Can you? Yeah, Felix says thanks, Sam. I know it was an easy job in the end, but we couldn't have done this without you. Well, we actually probably could have done, but we just didn't realise it. Sounds like really nice to it. <laughs> I think you'll find you'd have been under there for ages trying to figure out what were wrong, and you'd have probably broken something because none of it were wrong. I don't know what the big deal was. I literally just hit on and pushed a few buttons once I found them. Anyway, I'll go hide. Good job, anyway. So the cable car's moving slowly, and you step onto one of the cable cars. And it bounces and creaks before the doors slide shut, and the whole thing jolts as the mechanics holding the cable car to the cables groan. You are pulled upwards. Nice. Churro starts playing some like elevator style music on the trumpet. So the cable car is a 20 foot by 15 foot box that's 10 foot tall. Don't like that you're giving the dimensions. Yeah, exactly. That's why. No, I stuffed it down. There are doors. Well, on, 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 on. There are doors on both sides. They can yeah. slide open, and the windows go all the way round. Yeah. yeah. There are benches on either side. Yeah. For like people to sit on as they're enjoying their trip up to Mount Coronet. There are four metal poles in the centre of the cable car for people to like hold on to. They're just like in a square yeah. in the centre. And there is a hatch in the ceiling near the inner door. So, the higher you get, the more of the city you can see out the windows. And as you look out, you see smoke coming from various parts of the city. You can even make out someone flying around on something large and blue, sitting around the skyscraper. Something catches your attention in one of the cable cars coming down on the mountain. A dark figure seems to be inside, standing still. They're on the opposite side, coming down towards us. All right. As the cable car gets closer, you can make out a woman with long purple hair. And a maniacal grin. As the cable car draws level, you shudder to a halt screeching and clunking of the cable car mechanic vibrate the whole box above you and you start to kind of like sway a little bit as your cable car stops. Suddenly the whole cable car sharply tilts to one side and all the windows and glass doors smash as it's hit by a blast from something, letting in a bitter cold and a wind that starts to swirl around the cabin. Then you see the opposite cable car door slide open and Elizabeth stands in the opposite cable car, Mess Magius by her side and a remote in her hand. Well, 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 haven't you made it far? And with a tilt of her head and a maniacal smile, the only way you're getting any further is by me carrying your limp bodies. And you hear a cry from behind you as you see Elizabeth's honchcrow struggling in the winds. And I said this was going to be a really long episode. Russ rolling Oh my god. Mother 17 for Chuck. Mother of Trucker. 17 for Chiro. 11 for Felix. 
Right, so just so you know, so obviously both the cable cars are the same size. Yeah, side by side. They are, yeah, they're facing each other. So it's 20 foot behind you, 15 foot either side. There is a 10 foot gap of nothingness but a drop between the two cable cars. Okay. okay. Your cable car has no glass windows and yeah. no doors. Okay. Elizabeth, uh, the door is open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, you are 450 feet in the air. Oh, my with nothing but rocks and mountain beneath you. Yeah. That's all I'm going to tell you. Let's go. Cool. Come on. I've got an idea. I've got an idea. I want to look at the remote in Elizabeth's hand. Exception with disadvantage because you're about to fight. 19 with disadvantage. With a 19, it's a rudimental sort of remote. It's got an up button, a down button, and okay. a stop button. There's not a death. I thought I was wondering if it was either that. A death detonator, yeah. To blow us up. To blow the, to blow the cars up. We need that remote then. Yeah. Basically, to proceed. Elizabeth's holding down the stop button. It's not like, yeah, it's not like she's pressed to what? Every now and then you feel it shudder upwards and she presses the stop button. <laughs> Chuck says, all right, let's get this party started. Churro, hit that bitch with a scold. Oh, yep. I'll say Miss Magus is probably going to take a hit as well. Scold's quite like a blast of water, isn't it? Miss Magus is in front of Elizabeth. That's a 22. So he's just going to keep going, just going to keep pumping and pumping and pumping. That's going to burn it because that's a natural 18. So he's going to hit twice, 37 water damage and a burn. Futuro's pumping away, he's making the water hotter the more he's playing his trombone. He's playing a bit more of a salsary, uh, salsary style. Salsary style. Yeah. So I realise now I made a bit of a faux pas. Inky's asleep. After the last battle. Yeah, he is. So I'm going to roll for him to try and wake up. What do I need to roll? 13. Nat 20. Oh, sorry. Uh, super aware, yeah, he's super aware. He is, he's he had an endless one. <laughs> it's like when you, um, he's just done a lie. You take a, it's like when you used to take one of those like uni naps before you go out, you take a pro plus, have a nap. <laughs> and then as soon as you wake up, you're ready to go. I'll give him advantage on his next attack. On the next attack, okay. On the attack he's gonna make if he makes one, yeah, yeah, on his next yeah. attack. Yeah, yeah. What I was gonna do is use a hypnosis on both targets, Miss Magis and the Honchcrow. Because if the Honchko if the Honchko falls asleep, yeah, it's gonna just plummet. Uh, so yeah, so Felix gets Gengar. Gengar wakes up like bolt upright and pissed off with the fact that he was the one that was asleep. Just holds both its hands out like like when you do a bobble in Destiny, basically. Yeah, yeah. When you put a water dawn out, he puts both his hands out and sort of his eyes wander to one side. So we're gonna try and put both the Honchko and the Miss Magus to sleep. Can't put the Miss Magus to sleep though, can he? Just burn. So he doesn't know that. I've forgotten it. He's just woken up and got a trumpet and sleep. So yeah, so he's gonna try and put the, the honch to sleep. So you have to do a wisdom save, please. Nat 20. Oh, I can't even make you re-roll super. So yeah, fair enough. Inky's barely just awake. He's not fully in sync with it, with his movement of his eyes and his arms, and he can't, for the first time in a while, put something to sleep. Okay, Honchcrow is going to go for a night slash on Inky. However, it is outside the cabin, mm -hmm. and as you were warned, the air around Mount Coronet is like whole really bucked up yeah so he's gonna get disadvantage on the attack roll because he's got to fly into okay fighting against the wind to get there yeah yeah 18 on the night slash to inky to hit to hit re-roll it 25 <laughs> oh, no, yeah slash to hit fair enough that hits 29 dark damage 
That's going to be doubled to 58. Ooh, that's a chunk. That is a big old hit. Gengar, after just being rudely awoken, he was enjoying his nap. Just been absolutely smacked by this honch grow. Elizabeth with a maniacal, like, hit it with a shadow ball. Fire off a shadow. 23 to hit. More fucking like it. Yeah, boy. God, Mary Kate, Ashley, and Alec were shit. <laughs> 30 ghost damage. It's a big hit. Exit. Uh, you're also going to take minus two on. Uh, Wait, see. Attack. Minus two to hit on any attack okay. they make before the end of your next turn. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's any attack. But if you double move it, both of them will get minus two to hit. Let's go! Back on Chuck. Back around to Chuck. So Chuck's going to use his Professor feet on his. Um, on Miss Magis. Uh, Power Gem, Mystical Fire, Phantom Force, Shadow Ball. They move forward. Cool. So I get plus two to all attack rolls. All allied Pokemon get plus two to their attack rolls until the beginning of my next turn. So your attacks are level, level, level leveled out. You get plus two. Oh, hang on. Do we smash burn? Roll back, listeners. Half that damage. Fine. And she didn't take a burn damage. Chuck says, all right, time to kick this party up. I'm out. Start that Mariachi going. The Chiro is starting to like bob on the spot now. What would you say nature power would be in this environment? It's going to be a flying type move. So probably air cutter. Okay. I use said air cutter on the attachment of the cable car to the rope. Can you see it where you are? I don't know. Can I? If there's a 10 foot gap in between the two, probably see the top of this A cable car. Roll, roll perception. Seven. No, he can't see. Well, from where he is, he can't see. Oh, I okay. I'd have gone 10 or higher. Well, in that case then, let's go with is going to go with a Mega Drain, that Miss Magis. 14, that's a 24 to hit. And then he's going to follow that up with a Skull. 17, 27. This dies. Nice. Wait, it. So the Mega Drain is going to do 21 grass damage. There's Miss Magis. And the Skull is going to do 25 water damage to the already burned Miss Magis. Cool off that burn. Let me do it. 40 odds. 40 odd damage total in that turn. Nice. Tidy. Oh, plus this. Um, Mariachi, so each attack does an extra d4. You let him have these four. So add another eight onto those. Uh, let's just remind the listeners what the Mariachi So once per battle, Chiro can start a Mariachi performance, requiring concentration. Each round, Chiro keeps up the performance, add a damage dice to any attack roll he makes, starting with 1d4 and capping at 1d10, 20, at which point the performance ends on turn one. Well, Miss Magis just got beaten the shit. <laughs> Quite hit big town. This is big town revenge. Right, Felix, you're up. So, the Honchcrow, is it still outside of the cabin now, or is it inside? It's now it's inside his cookhouse. It's cut out. It's fucking been the fuck up. This, this is a tight cabin in here. Yeah. But yeah, this cabin is just like a blur of leaves and feathers. Leaves. Uh, with the wind sort of flapping about, we've got no glass in ours either, have we? So Momo's kind of anchored herself to one of the poles. She's wrapped her tail around it because obviously the wind's going to kind of push her and take her away. So she's somewhat limited as such in that regard. Um, Inky is not in a good way after taking that hit. Felix seeing it, his arm starts to glow blue. So he's going to use it to gain some health back for Gengar. Oh, seven of the two. Seeing how badly Inky is doing and thinking we don't know what's coming at the top of this mountain when we hopefully get there, I'm going to recall Inky and I'm going to make this carriage even more cramped. <laughs> because no. out what are you doing? comes Houdini. Oh my god. Okay. The, is the Hodgecrow still in it? Yeah. The cable car 
Jeroz, this is a dips about five feet, and you're now looking upwards at Elizabeth. Jeroz, Jeroz, like tilted on one arm, and just, like the trombone just starts sliding. <laughs> right, Hunchcrow is going to use a wing attack. Oh, this is so little people in here. He's going to go for a wing attack on see what happens. Churro and Chuck. Ooh. In an attempt to hammer them out of the door. Oh, you fucking what? But because Houdini is in there, yeah. I will attack with disadvantage. Because he's got to get around the big blubber. Because <laughs> he's quite big and he's got to get round Houdini. Hope you don't die, Chuck. Right, okay. So I'm going to say that instead he slams into Houdini with this wing attack. Okay, fine. 29 flying damage to Houdini. Okay. But Houdini's big. And he takes it and doesn't move at all. Cool. Right, Miss Magius is going to... Take its damage from the burn. Take its burn damage. She's going to join the fucking party. She goes, oh, the mariachi party. She's going to join the party. She's going to join the party. Miss Magius is just going to disappear out of view. Okay. Hunt of horse in a way somewhere. Leaving Elizabeth. Leaving Elizabeth on her own in the cable car, but Elizabeth doesn't care because she's mental. <laughs> Chuck, Churro. Chuck and Churro. Question on the tangent. Hot crazy scale, Elizabeth. She's one of those where it's like... See the diagonal. Yeah. After you didn't text her back for like half a day, yeah. you're getting... A horse's head in your bed. No, more like... Um... Kevin! Kevin! Right. Please talk to need, Kevin! Needy, rather than... Crazy. I really need to put that. It's like the third time I've mentioned that <laughs> first dates go wrong. I promise I'll put it in the Discord because it is a brilliant text chain. But yes, hot crazy. Hot okay. Yeah. Of course she is. It's vaguely anime and Coates made it up, so of course they're going to be fit. Um, okay, so the Phantom Four. So Miss Magius disappears. Now it's Chuck's go. Mariachi's still ongoing. I mean, Chuck just kind of sees Elizabeth standing there in the doorway. And thinks, right, let's wipe that smile off her face. Chiro, use a scold on her. Okay. That's going to burn. <laughs> it's going to burn Elizabeth. <laughs> so it's going to do 23 water damage to Elizabeth, and it's going to burn her. Right, this scold hits Elizabeth. Being hit by boiling water, so like the face, she just screams. And she's now like holding onto her face and her skin's almost like melting oh, in her hands. She's just like staggering from side to side in this like cable car. She's just enraged with pain. And at the moment, that's all she's doing. But she's, yeah, she's like, she doesn't know where she is kind of thing. Like she's just staggering here so in the face as well. So Ooh. it like blinded her. And Chuck's arm glows pink and Chuck says, use a nature power. Let's, let's target her cable car. Whatever it is, like seeing her off balance, any kind of force is going to make the cable car start to swing. Okay. You want to like air cut her inside the cable car to make it. Basically, just, just aiming at the cable car to right. move the cable. She starts swinging it. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell, Chuck. Natural 17. Chuck is... Violet. So that's a 27 that's a hit. That's going to hit the cable car. <laughs> this this dice is all killer. Not how I saw this battle. You are like so sadistic. He roasted the pig. You're taking this all the way back. All the way back to episode 28. Cooks with holding onto that grudge. That's 6, 7, 19 flying damage. So the nature power comes out at the end. Oh, hang on. How did these? 
Okay, hang on. Wait, because you're attacking the cable car. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say instead of rolling damage, roll a strength of the attack. So D20 plus, let's go strength modifier. D20 plus strength mod. Yeah. 10. This blast of air slams into the cable car, cracking all of the windows, and it starts to sway a little bit, and you just see Elizabeth losing her balance. Full, 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 full. Say it with me now. I don't want a dead fall. As much as I hate her. Dexterity with... Oh, make her a pancake. Dexterity with disadvantage because she's holding her in face. Impaled on the rocks. Impaled on... I'm going to say Elizabeth is very close oh. to the entrance of this cable car as it's swaying, but she stays it. Like, oh. just grabs it with her hand, like the edge of it with her hand. Yeah. In this cramped battle with Felix really unaware of Chuck trying to kill Elizabeth, Felix looks at Houdini and goes, come on, buddy, show me your strength. Hit that honchkrow with a thunder punch. So he's just going to only take a very small swing, really, to have to try and hit the Honchcrow. Natural 19. So, I haven't said this because I don't want you to know it, but electric moves are going to affect everything in this cable car. Oh, what? Because you are punching it in a metal box. <laughs> oh, no! So whatever damage you do, everyone in it is going to take, including the both of you. Well, I didn't know that before I threw the attack, so I can't really take it back now, can I? No, that's why I didn't tell you. Yep. Okay, let's uh, do the damage. Oh my god. Cool. Gonna ruin the mariachi. So, for you listening, this move is 2d12. I've just rolled 212. <laughs> I think we've never done that before. I've never done that before. So, that is going to be 29 electric damage. So doubled to 58 on the haunch crow and it's paralysed. Then does everything... So does Houdini take this electric damage as well? Houdini takes the electric damage as well. What Chuck and Felix? They take the electric damage as well. So 2029. Momo takes nothing. Yeah. Because he's by ground type. Momo's like, what you all doing? As soon as the crackle of thunder starts to form in Houdini's fist like everybody in the cable car that all the hair starts stand on end like you know they've been yeah by static and then as soon as the fist hits you just hear a crackle that almost if you were to slow it down it looks like it's going down everybody's hair and like just going inwards and attacking like affecting them from the thunder bunch but right, I'm jumping on the strength I think it's funny because you did max damage on the hunch crow yeah I'm gonna say that you knock it back Outside of the fist. 10 feet. Right. So it's nearly outside. No, so it's outside. It's outside and it's paralyzed. It's paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> so if it fails, it's paralysis check. No, it didn't fail. Oh. Okay, I thought it was a one. So the hunch goes outside and it's now struggling against the air currents again. So yeah. it's going to get disadvantage on its next. Did you say we take that damage? Oh, I said you take that next. That Holy fucking shit. Yes. I'm down to half health, so you must be down to. You, you don't want to know, you know, you you know, you know, know how much health Felix is on. Chuck's going to be dragging him up the stairs to Spear Pillar. As this hits and everybody, and Felix himself, like feels like he's been hit by this thunder punch and pushed out of the carriage. He hasn't been, but he's just like bent over, wheezing, winded, almost feels like he could taste blood, taste like yeah. a bit of metallic in his ear. Houdini, told you that again. Elizabeth is still screaming in the other cable car and Hunchcrow is a bit worried about her, but he also knows that she wants him to do as much damage as possible. 
So he's going to go for a Night Slash on Houdini. Okay. And he flies back into the cable car. 23 to hit. Yeah, that hit. The Honch grows tips of its wings glow like a pitch black and it slashes at Houdini and it's going to do 28 dark damage. Ooh, that's quite mean. Miss Magius reappears oh. in the cable car behind Churro okay. and it's going to make a melee attack with advantage. Nat 20. Shit, 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 shit. Can't even ask him to re-roll. No. 60 ghost damage. My word, that's Has fucking Miss Magius just reappears behind Churro and then just smashes it with this ghostly claw, laughing maniacally that... Oh, but it's half because of the bird. But it's half because of the bird. That's... Yeah. Uh, laughing maniacally as it does so, before realising that it's burned and catching on fire. <laughs> and taking its proficiency damage. Seeing the Miss Magus make contact and basically appear in front of Chuck, but behind Churro and just sucker punching him in the back. Chuck tells Churro, says, turn around, shove your pineapple in its mouth. It's going to be a disadvantage because it's uh, a ranged attack. 24 with disadvantage. It's going to be 17 grass damage. So it's going to say, just keep going, keep going, keep shoving that pineapple further and further into its mouth. <laughs> Dirty 20 with disadvantage. It's 20 grass damage on the second one. Pineapple is just zapping the mismagus as much as it possibly can, looking more rejuvenated. In this cable car, realistically, how much room is left? Not, not. I'm going to say that you two are probably back to back. Yeah, yeah. Snorlax has taken up like an entire quarter of it. Honchcrow yeah. has taken up like an entire quarter of it. Yeah. So, and Churro and Miss Magius are by the door. So yeah. I'm going to say there's, there, there's not a lot of room for nightman. Well, this is what I'm thinking, because I'm looking at my team as well. As we've sort of made note of and joked about before, Felix's team is pretty chonky. Yeah. Like, none of them are really particularly small, apart from Inky, and he's on his last legs. I say you do another Thunder Punch. I say definitely don't do that. I think you would kill Felix in my district. But with everyone being in such a tight space, I'm pretty certain that everyone will be able to melee everybody, really. Yeah. Seeing the Miss Magia sort of appear from the Phantom Force sort of scares Momo. Yeah. And while she's still tied herself to the one of the poles to keep herself from gliding away, Felix shouts out, Get that Miss Magius, Momo! Hit it with a Night Slash! I'm going to re-roll that one, because that's a nat too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Can't re-roll that one. 15. Doesn't hit. Ooh. No. So Momo reaches out to try and hit, but is quite worried about how windy it is and doesn't want to let go of the pole. And her tail doesn't quite stretch just enough, so it slashes and just whips. Missing the Miss Magius. Elizabeth removes her hands from her face. And her face is horrific. Chuck <laughs> says, good splatchy, dad, to splatchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we almost jinxed it by saying crazy hot scale. Because yeah, no, that no. face is just like crazy hot. It's almost melting away, like bubbling with the blisters and blisters. And this just makes her even more angry. And she's going to shout for Honchrow to use a haze. Interesting. So you create a haze of light snow that washes over a creature in a 60-foot circle. Uh, creatures in a 60-foot circle. Any stat changes, status effects, shields, or outside forces affecting creatures are removed. Right. Poison disappears. So Momo's poison disappears while Ed's currently poisoned. And for this turn. For this turn, yeah, because it'll get it back. And... The burn on Miss Magius disappears. Boo. And then... And then... Elizabeth shouts, Mystical 
fire. Now, I'm going to roll a d6. On a 1, it's going to hit Snorlax. On a 2, it's going to hit Snorlax, because he's the biggest he's thing. On, this. on a 3, it's going to hit Honchkrow. Okay. On a 3, one, one or a 2, hit On a 4, it's going to hit Churro. On a 5, it's going to hit Felix. Right. 6, it's going to hit Chuckpot. Yeah, okay. Felix is about to take a mystical battle. Reroll it. It's hit. I'll reroll that one. So you're right. yeah, you reroll it. The tattoo glows white. Three is gonna right. hit Punch Crow with a mystical fight. Great reroll. Yes. The power of you repels you. The power of you repels you. The power of you repels you. That's gonna do 18 fire damage. Any attack roll Punch Crow makes before the end of its next turn is rolled at disadvantage. Oh yes. Churro's still got this pine off and Pineapple in the Miss Magister's mouth. Yeah. Pineapple in his mouth. Chuck's just getting more and more irate and sensing the peril of all of these Pokemon and pe people to bundle into this fucking cable car. Just think, right, enough's enough. We have to get this over with quickly. Churro, turn around. Just knock that bitch out of, that, out of the sky. Nature power. Right, so we're going to roll to hit. You go, you go for her or you go for cable, for cable car? Yeah, roll to hit. That's only a 14. Yeah, that'll hit from the distance you're out on the cable cart. Now roll a d20 for strength, plus your strength modifier. 14. I'm gonna roll a dexterity check for Elizabeth with disadvantage because of the burn. <laughs> she stays in the cable car. Again! And she shouts, it's the arm blown pink. Again! And that's a dirty 20. Yep. Second one, it's gonna be a 19. Again with disadvantage. She's she's trying to hold on, buffeting with the wind. I'm gonna say that Elizabeth lurches forwards and she just manages to grab the side of the door oh. and she is like hanging on. Oh like her legs are like oh. and then she's legs rock and then now she's screaming, but for the first time ever, you're hearing like a scream of being yeah. Yeah. This isn't the normal Elizabeth that you you know is like an evil twisted hot bitch. Because now she's got a melty face. <laughs> now she's just a bitch. Also, I just want to apologise to anybody who's listening who's been affected by, by burns. I'm, I'm not trying to... She is a bitch. <laughs> so, um... She tried to kill Pennybags. Felix hears the screams of Elizabeth and turns around. He's not been, like I say, because we're back to back. He's been looking out the other side of the thing and he's like, What the... Chuck, what have you been doing? Chuck doesn't respond. He's just like, sort of, stares staring at the opposite cable car just almost willing for something to happen so felix turns and looks at momo and sees how her tail is wrapped around a pole felix looks at elizabeth in her situation and a small like he's lawful good he is lawful good to the t a small flicker of chaotic evil comes on in his head he goes momo let go of that pole wrap your tail around elizabeth instead so I want to get Momo to go out and wrap his tail round Elizabeth. Like so, she, like like you're going to you're going to grapple. Don't grapple her. Roll opposing strength. Elizabeth is going to get disadvantage because she's hanging on for dear life. Eighteen. Yeah, you, you got it. I grappled her. You grappled her. Perfect. As she still got the remote control in her hand, I'm going to say no. Right, but as soon as she on the machine, she took the the bump forward. The no, the uh, the boiling water to the flat. Right, she dropped. She dropped that on the floor. Okay, hands on her face. Okay, she's now kicking and screaming. Yeah, not holding on to anything apart from Momo. Momo's got a tail wrapped around Elizabeth in the middle. Then this is almost Felix's moment of truth. 
how much do you hate Team Nightmare and Elizabeth in particular? Felix says, Momo, that's it. I'll bring her here. So I'm wondering. <laughs> I really thought that's it. Now drop her. No, no, no. Felix isn't everything that's gone on and everything that is going to go on. We've already seen people die today. As much as he hates Team Nightmare, he doesn't wish death upon anyone. But in this scenario, he is going to use the threat of it to get what we need. So I want Momo to come over to the doors where of our carriage. Yeah. Sort of hold on so she's fine. Use her claws and kind of hold on to the frame essentially because all the glass is gone. And have Elizabeth sort of stood up in front of us but dangling so she can't reach the doors. Interesting. And then we can kind of interrogate her a little bit. First things first. Ah, this is good. Felix is gonna very good. Felix is gonna say, return your Pokemon. Elizabeth says, fuck you. Felix looks up at Momo, goes, Momo, he just ever so slightly, she ever so slightly loosens a grip. Not so that he's going to drop her, but so his tail is like round her waist at the moment. Unravel like. And it's just, and it's just going to kind of slip a little bit. So it goes from round her waist to like just at the bottom of her rib cage. So it sort of jumps down and goes, do it now. I want everybody to make a strength saving Pokemon and human. Yeah. So for Chuck, I was a seven for Chuck. Natural 19. So a 21. Churro's a 19. Felix is an 18. Momo's is a 23. Houdini's is a natural 20. Elizabeth looks at you both and you kind of see something change in her expression. And it goes from like anger to almost pleading, I guess. Like her just her eye change. Yeah. And she knows the situation she's in. She looks at you, Felix, dead in the eyes, and she just says, wing attack. <laughs> Punch Crow just swings round, hitting as many of you as possible. But luckily, you all stand, like, planted where you are, because you all did really... I think Houdini is in the way and blocks a lot of it, because yeah. he's so big and he rolled a nat 20, he just kind of stands... Yeah, he, he, that Houdini just catches Punch Crow and pushes him out of the cable car with an at 20. Nice. What does that do for Elizabeth's resolve? Well, she just, she's not giving it. Okay. Just no, give Charlie to attack instead. You can do one more thing before she attacks someone with Miss Magic. Felix at this point looks at Chuck and kind of says, what now? I know you want to drop them, I want to drop them. but it, uh, I know it's this close to the end of the thing, but it would like just cripple Felix, like knowing that he's essentially killed someone. Like, direct, like directly by his actions, he would have killed someone. How would he feel if Chuck, if she like Chuck was like, just put put her down and then just fucking kicked her out? Uh, Chuck wouldn't do that. He's not like that. We are still ten years old. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Chuck turns to Felix and says, not like this, not like this. Like the seeing her dangling out, out the side of the cable car had kind of snapped him back to reality a little bit. He can't actually physically, he can't murder someone in cold blood. Again. 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 <laughs> Again. Murder someone like defenseless like. This This is like a different type of murder, isn't it? Like the, the people from the building is one of those like in miles or death that's like collateral damage. collateral damage like you're not meant to kill someone but you yeah. often this is just premeditated murder yeah exactly okay turns to, turns to felix and says let's be on our terms okay. we can't sing to their level elizabeth realizing that you're not gonna kill her yeah just starts laughing again and 
shouts for Miss Magius to hit Momo with a shadow ball. So, because she's being held by Momo, yeah. disadvantage if she fails, Miss Magius is going to hit Elizabeth. But if she passes, she'll effectively be hitting Momo in the face. Right. I need Momo to roll a dexterity check. 11. Okay, so the shadow ball is aiming for Momo. Yeah. Flying straight towards Momo. Momo panics a little bit and he just sort of recoils and by doing it brings Elizabeth up and the shadow ball hits Elizabeth. Oh, 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 oh shit. But Momo just manages to hold on to Elizabeth and doesn't drop her. And Elizabeth takes the damage, and she's not looking good at all because the burn's affecting her. She's just taking 29 damage from a Shadow Ball from her own Pokemon. And she's going to get minus two to hit on any attack in the next before the end of her yeah. next turn. Fucking hell. Right, now it is... Chucky. Chuck. Chucky boy. Okay, so Chuck's going to um, taste Chiro. Come on. That Miss Magis can't have ma that much left. Hit it with a skull. 18. Hits. 24 water damage on this Magus. Ah, come on. And Chuck's arm glows blue, and Chiro's going to get some back. Felix. Felix takes a big, big goal. Even though it was like, pretty much everyone's going to know, but it was like, it was a hollow threat. He was never going to drop her and never going to kill her. He was just hoping that she'd see sense and would drop it. They'd put her back on the cart and they'd go their separate ways and let the incoming team basically deal with her when they got, she got to the bot. There's not a lot of room in this cart. Felix says to Momo, Momo, put her back in that other cart. We don't want her over here with us. So Momo's going to fly over and put her back. So I'm not, so he's not worried that she's going to get dropped basically and die. Yep. So she's going to go back in there. Even though Chuck was trying to do that, let's just remember that Chuck was trying to knock her out of that cable car. Chuck was just moving the cable car. <laughs> So yeah, so Momo does that, flies over, drops her back down with a bit of a thud, like not trying to hurt her, but just with a bit of a thud. Yep. And Felix then shouts and says, come on, let's get rid of this Miss Magius, help out Chuck, hit it with a Night Slash. So Momo's going to come back in and fly for a Night Slash. Do I have to do this at disadvantage because I'm coming back across the 10 foot gap? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to re-roll that because it's a nat one. <laughs> Oh, you can't re-roll it that way. Yeah. So, you know, one's the, the nice one. I'm going to say that Momo gets blown to the side of the cable okay. car before he enters the first one. So he's now outside the cable car. Yeah. Uh, in the troublesome wind. In the troublesome winds. Okay. Felix's arms just going to go blue and give Foodini's nail back as well. Okay. Elizabeth is on her knees. She's a little bit amazed that you are weak enough to just leave her... Wink, fine, strong enough. And with Honchkrow out of the cable car, she says, Honchkrow, nice slash on the mechanism above their cable car. But he got a nat 20. Uh, so he's going to do double damage. It does 70 damage to the mechanism above your cable car you hear the cable car start to crack and creak and groan and it almost goes lopsided now mainly towards the side houdini stood on <laughs> things aren't looking good miss magius is up and 
Elizabeth calls for Miss Magis to try it's got levitate so she's going to get it to move over towards her leaving allowing you to have an attack of opportunity momo will reach out with a knight's laugh yeah nat 20 yes okay come on 26 damage on the knight's laugh oh double is then double to 52 double to 52 takes it and as the miss magius gets slashed by momo he kind of puts it in the path of Houdini and without Felix really saying anything, Houdini essentially goes for like a big belly bounce to like push it away. Okay. So rather than falling and doing a heavy slam with like falling on top of it, he wants to sort of do a big... Boom, boom. Yep. Okay. okay, flop his belly out. Yep, I'll allow it. Okay. So an extra 15 damage from the heavy slam. And Miss Magius flies out of the cable car into Elizabeth K.O. Yes! Oh my god. Big old belly bounce. <laughs> Tiki bone. Mm. Yeah, Background to Chuck. Right. We've gone through so many emotions in this fight. <laughs> Go on. on. Right. We've got to cook that bird now. Do what you want, mate. Cook it. Cook the bird. 24 to hit. Doesn't cook it. That will hit. Let's see if the second one cooks it as Chuck's arm glows pink. Doesn't cook it with a 14. It hits. It hits. Bummer. I just rolled four sixes. Nice. Very good. <laughs> Very good. That's 24. That's max damage on that one. 33. 33 plus 25 is 55. 58. 58 water damage on that punchy crow. Ain't it. Ain't it. <laughs> you need to somehow kill it. Stop it from yeah. attacking the top of the cable car. Right. So opposing strength checks, is it, to grapple? Opposing strength both with a disadvantage or are we just doing one die one die come on you say it first you're the dm you tell me 11 23 then oh yeah momo, <laughs> momo grapples nice crow. momo's able to grapple the honch crow similar to how he did with elizabeth wraps her tail around the wings so we can use she can use her own wings to keep flight and i say felix says that's it bring her in the car keep her away from that mechanism Felix tells Momo to keep a tight grip on the Honch Crow, wrap it round, and we've got Ludicolo on one side and Snorlax on a position to the other side of the door. So yeah. even if it does break out, bodyguard. We've got two bodyguards there essentially to stop it. Okay. Yeah. So we can so we could say like ready reaction basically. So if it does break out, yeah. We're both agreed, so we're shouting to each other saying like, don't let that don't let that honch crow out of the cable car. Yeah, we'll do that. Let's see if it breaks out. I got a 23. 23. Player gets it. Everyone 18. Player gets it. <laughs> no. Backgrounds Chuck. So, Elizabeth's just screaming at the Honchgrow to do something. Chuck says to Shiro, keep going at the bird, keep trying to cook it. Scold. 25 disadvantage, so yep. it's going to hit. In the oven. Here's six. 15 water damage, come on, let's go. And Shiro's bobbing and weaving, he's, he's, he's guarding his exit to the cable car. So do I have to keep, do I have to do the strength, say, check now to keep it grappled? Uh, no, because it failed, it's... So I, can, so the, I you, can attack it now. You can attack it now. Houdini, knowing Houdini's moveset is quite dangerous in this carriage, Felix looks at Momo and goes, let's keep it in here, fight it hard, hit it with a fire fang. So I want it to sort of like coil over, try and take a big chomp and cook the birds. 14 is not going to hit. Oh, 14 will hit. Yeah, yeah, 14 will hit. You can just hear Elizabeth and the other like cable car screaming Hodgecrow, but she can't actually see what's going on. <laughs> just being blocked out, goalie style. 
Yeah, all you can see is there's a big Snorlax bump. Uh, 16 fire damage. This bird is just, and Felix is obviously, as we've said, he's going to ready a reaction in case it does uh, shoot out of the Snorlax. Punch Crow, contested strength check. Oh god, Daggy. 14. 7. Breaks out. So we've got reactions to try and grab it if it goes for the exit. Honchko is going to go for a night slash on Ludicolo in order to get it out of the way. Okay, right, okay. So 26 to hit will hit. Yeah. It's going to try and get past you on a... and do some damage. Fuck. 31 dark oh. damage. Jesus, this is a chonky Honchko. Chonk. And it slams into Churro, trying to get past it. Churro attempts to grab it with its big mitts. Yep. 15. 11. Yes. And Turo, fuck me, my heart. Turo, beak to beak they are at the moment. Keep both both bills just snapping away. And Turo's basically done. He's got one arm on the Honcho's body and he's pulled its wing up to the side like they're in a dance. <laughs> they're just, he's just swaying. So while they're in this kind of very macabre looking dance with this uh, bird of death and weird looking duck thing, Turo's. Chura is going to try and um, just slowly, dancing with the honchcrow, and then slowly one hand goes to the top of his sombrero. <laughs> very gently, as though like, you know, sort of a romantic picnic where you're putting a strawberry in someone's mouth. <laughs> First of the pineapple. Okay, because of the way you said that, I'm going to wave for this. Romantic taste, you taste. Oh, I love that. Uh, let's go for a mega drain. That's a 24. 13 grass damage. But... Seeing as I'm not readying a reaction anymore, Drake is grappling him. Chip's arm goes it goes pink. While the pineapple is just being tasted by the honch crow, Chiro starts starts boiling up a skull. Disadvantage. This one you'll get disadvantage on. Fifteen. Yep. It's gonna hit. Twenty-one water damage. Still going. Oh my god. And literally just he's taken the pineapple out and now he's just pouring hot water down the hopscrow's <laughs> bill like, like mama birding him. <laughs> mama birding him a hot tea. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Felix will ready a reaction with Snorlax if Honchcrow escapes. If Honchcrow escapes. But Momo is going to continue while <laughs> while dancing with it. He's going to take a chunk out of its uh, out the back of its head. Uh, 18 to hit. Hits. Come on. Uh, so another 18 fire damage as it takes a bite. Come on. Takes. Oh, oh come on. She was struggling with a fucking honch crow. That was a bit archaic. Honch crows are hon. They are honch. We've established this many times yeah. in the podcast. We was trying to escape the grass. The dance, <laughs> dancing the dance of life, dancing the life, dancing with the reloads, dancing the dance of life. Natural 19, so 22, take out 17. Perfect. I think Chiro feels the honcho tried to escape his grasp and just tightens its grip, <laughs> pulls it in closer. Get the honcho wiggles it, whispers in his ear and says, <laughs> the honchcrow feels violated by this like dummy of a pineapple it's had in its mouth. Elizabeth is like, Elizabeth's made her way to the front of the cable car and she's just screaming at Honchcrow and he can see her in his eye and he's just like, beady eye, just like, I can't do anything. So this kid slowly fed a pineapple every now and then. I can't do anything. <laughs> oh my god, we've gone through all the emotions in this fucking game. Oh my god. Chuck. It's fine, it's Chuck. Oh, is it back to me? Back to me. 
Bade it the pineapple. Feed it the pineapple. 15. I thought a 5 and a 15 hits. Do more 3 damage this time. 15 grass damage. Takes 7. And he's going to wash that down again with a skull. 23. Disadvantage. Just with disadvantage. Yeah. 23 water damage. The hunt proof. So as he tips the water that the hot steaming hot water down the honchko's mouth, whose beady little eye just goes really wide, starts swirling, and then with a kind of almost pirouette on the spot, Chura just places it down on the floor <laughs> of the cable car. <laughs> it all when they used to do a bow and you just like lean someone over. <laughs> and then so he looks you to Elizabeth. Then he looks to Elizabeth and, and bows. Okay. Fuck me. So we've, we've gone for a like nearly killing someone, nearly killing ourselves with thunder punch, nearly killing like murder, Gen genuinely debating murder someone to a bird being killed by being fed a pie. Literally, it's the seedy thing. There's a Snorlax just guarding the door. Okay. <laughs> Elizabeth scrambles for the remote and covered in like wet blood, pussy, oh. like boils, she goes to press the, like buttons on it and it just slips out of her hand and hits the bottom of the cable car and just spins and then falls out and just drops. Oh, what? And she just looks and she's like, oh, uh, uh, and then you just feel the cable car jolt and you with her contra <laughs> just start to go up and you just hear this whisper of a, I did it. From Sam down at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you slowly just start to rise, leaving Elizabeth, who falls to her knees, her Miss Majest beside her, her Honchcrow. Her Honchcrow's with us. With you, <laughs> knocked out as you rise up towards Mount Coronet. And that's where we're going to finish the Five hours later. Oh, what an episode, though. What? Water is also good.